What can we expect from season Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we saw a lot with your character last season, kind of trying to, like, processing grief, processing the loss of a... Dan and Dan and. Welcome to Dan and Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And the year in question, this episode is... 1995! <laughs> 19 hundo and 19 five. 19 five. Wow. 19 five. So we're in the five digit uh, era f- uh, for years. <laughs> We've entered five digits. Cool. Five digits. Yeah. Um, just like your, uh, fingers. your fingers. Wow. Usually we cover a year that has four digits. It's like it's uh, like a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I, uh, I had a Halloween costume one year. I think it was when I was probably Mickey Mouse. I think it might have been Goofy one year. Oh, you're Goofy. I wasn't that far off. I think I was Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's funny because th- this costume, the gloves that we that you wore, it was only four fingers. Like, it was super uncomfortable. Oh, right. yeah. like, to, like, <laughs> like, which fingers did you have to stick together? I, thi- um, I probably middle? stuck, yeah, like uh, pointer and... And middle? And, mid- and middle. Whoa. Did like, wow. Yeah, but where does the thump? Like, and That's like the this, most comfortable, like, probably. Yeah. Know. They're kind of brother yeah. fingers. <laughs> maybe maybe like do like a middle two yeah, together. That, like a <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, mid- like yeah. maybe middle ring. It's weird. But anyway, yeah, that was just, that made me think of that. It was one of my costumes when I was little. But I was little. <laughs> I was one time uh, Pluto and my family, um, you know, walked me like a dog. <laughs> oh, horrible! <laughs> oh, no, it was fun. They, they said it was fun. <laughs> they said, they it, was said fun. it was fun. <laughs> they said that you said it was fun. <laughs> Dave, you loved it. Uh, David, you loved that's it. That's not true. <laughs> I, that never happened. Do you remember uh, those invisible dog leash things? Do you remember that being like such a huge deal in like theme parks? It, um, it electrifies your 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 testes, right? The dog's testes. What? Is that what you're talking about? about two no. different things. I know what Dave's talking, talking about. You're talking about very two <laughs> yeah. different things. You're talking about the you're talking about the shock collar, like the invisible fence. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking, you're not about, talking about that? No, it's like it's like a leash that is connected to like a harness that it looks like it's around an invisible dog. Oh, I haven't seen that. You don't that. remember this? They used to like sell them at like Six Flags and Disney. So it looked like you were walking around a dog, but there was nothing so attached to it. There's no electrocution. Are you sure? There's no electrocution, <laughs> yeah. So no testicles get shocked? <laughs> no. Without that, I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> uh, I don't remember that, but I am very interested in that. I just don't remember. I wish it, I, re- I remembered that. It like kind of looks like a weed whacker. Yeah. You know what? Something else, you know something else I don't remember? 1995. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. I, fr- I I probably do. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we're at a point now where we're starting, where we can remember. I think even 94, probably. 
yeah, 94, definitely. Yeah. I started, yeah, that, I started recalling. That's when our kind of consciousness and memories kick in, I think. Right for us. Yeah. Give, give kindergarten. A, yeah. We were, I was in kindergarten for sure. Yeah. Yeah, five years old around. Yeah. So 95 were like a lot Age. of memories. Yeah, why don't we introduce ourselves and and tell them our ages? Yeah. Oh, beginning uh, of the show. Wow. Do we usually do that at the end? Yeah. Let's do it at the front yeah. so people yeah. get a good context yeah. of like how we lived back then. Yeah, this is uh, this is 1995, and I'm presenter Brandon. I was I was six years. I became six years old in this year. So I guess that means when I. St- I guess we started kindergarten at the end of 95, or do we start in 94? I think it's... Hmm. I think it's when you're five years old, you go to kindergarten, so we're going into first grade. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Kindergar- we're going into first grade Kindergarten this fall. into first in the fall. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I'll do the, I'll do the math when, when you guys are introdu- right. introducing yourselves. Thank you. Uh, presenter Danny here, presenter Junior, right? Appropriate for... Talking about our ages and for my later uh, Little Kid Danny segment. Uh, Presenter two, the deuce. Um, (laughs) I was same age as uh, as Brandon. Dave's the oddball. Me and Brandon are like a couple months apart. Dave is is super odd. And (laughs) I'm super odd and super older. I'm odder and older than you. We're we're one month apart. Oh yeah, we're yeah that's right. We're just we're just one month. We're like weeks apart. All right, easy. With, really? Easy, weeks easy apart? with the weeks. <laughs> I think it's like a month, <laughs> which is also weeks. That's I, think I think it's like fair. two weeks. I think it's isn't it like two weeks? Is it really? Yeah. What? What? April? What? April twenty sixth. Oh yeah, we're like two weeks then. <laughs> like easy with easy with the weeks. It's like no. when when kids say about their babies, like, "Oh, my baby's yeah, forty eight and a half months." <laughs> I, honestly, I thought you were March. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's April. My bad. Bad friend. I remember Dave's birthday this year. You didn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, right at the end. Unrelated. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I sent him, uh, yeah. I sent Dave a bag of shit. <laughs> oh, that was from you. Okay. <laughs> well, I, sorry. I mean, I had like four bags of shit. I was, didn't know from who, but now I have one of the. <laughs> Gift givers uh, uh, locked in. Thank you. Also, I didn't remember. I just like saw it on Instagram at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you still you, you got it in, man. That was cool. Like in the last hour, the final hour, you said happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm 32 now. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Still early 30s. Oh yeah, shallow 30s for sure. I think next year. Or do you think 31 is the end of the shallow 30s? I think all of 32 is fine. 32 is the end of the shallow 30s. End I'm so of the much shallow, shallow 30s. Yeah, okay. I'm getting into the deep pretty soon. Right. But um, anyway, I'm presenter three, Dave Cologne. I was, mm, let me do my calculations, uh, six turning seven? Yeah. I turned seven at the end of the year. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Dan didn't say happy birthday to me this year in 95. <laughs> Bastard. Nah, nah, I missed it. Um, you can call me Trip because I'm the third in line. You can call me 3D <laughs> because you're going to see some shit when I'm talking. <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, and you can call me Presenter 3, Dave Cologne. Um, good show to have um, a long intro like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> and this is gold. I mean, this is all this is good stuff. The banter is better stuff than the actual show. <laughs> banter is banter. Yeah, ba- better, banter is better. Banter, banter is better. better banter. Yeah, that's why people keep coming back to the show. That's why we're, yeah. we're failing so much. We're not doing enough banter. Yeah, <laughs> <We> gotta- <laughs> they come for the personalities. They don't come for the content. No. Content secretary, 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 secretary. <laughs> content secretary. You're the content sec. You're the content secretary of the show. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this is what? 1995, and we're going to be doing you know all our all our favorite topics, covering the things that were great this year, all of the most important things. Um, we each have three topics. There's three of us, so that's nine. Technically, plus we have a couple four of topics. Bonus ones. Yeah, technically we have four topics. That's true. We do. We set. We set it up as like we have three each, and then like these like other ones. But it really is just four. It's four. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Let's stop bullshitting our audience. They know it, it's four, and it's we true. know it's four. They've it's been four. talking about it on the message boards. Yeah, like, guys, it's four topics. Get it right. My Dan. mom just texted me and said, "Is this your glass?" But that was a, that was a text. Is this a, your no glass? Pi- no picture though. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like wondering what it was going to be because I couldn't see the picture, but it was a, it was a wine glass uh, with, uh, female legs as like the stem. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your own like, um, like jokey wine glass to their house. Like to no, drink it's, out of? It, uh, it's not mine. Like it got delivered in the mail. <laughs> like novelty wine glass. <laughs> yeah. I think it was my sister who ordered it. <laughs> Oh, for some it reason came, it came in the mail. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I was imagining the picture being a shard of glass. Like it was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave your glass? Just like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, I really I got hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I stepped on this piece of glass. <laughs> Is this yours? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, Is this your like still like caring enough to make sure you get it back? Like. <laughs> Ah, what a great mom. Yeah, great. (laughs) So, yeah, why don't we jump into the topics then, the one of 12 topics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. (laughs) So long. But what about 95? Do you, this off the, the, the jump, anything that sticks out to you, like, in your, in your lives from 95? Uh, yeah, my parents divorced. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, yeah, we can move on then. <laughs> Dave, Dave knew that's why he asked. <laughs> Classic divorce. So Classic a great year divorce. for Brandon. Uh, yeah, seems. great, great year for divorces. Um, that's good. Uh, let's yeah, see. Well, I covered that. I covered that divorce in my uh, celebrity <laughs> gossip and sex uh, <laughs> column <laughs> this year. Uh, let's see. So we, we said kindergarten going into first grade. Um, I feel like I had a class trip to the aquarium. Okay. I think. I think. The aquarium. The. Not a aquarium. The United the. States Aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean. The USA. The United States Aquarium. Yeah. Yeah, the ocean, right. Um, oh, no, yeah. I think um, if it was kindergarten, 50 starfish, was... right? 50 starfish there? <laughs> nice. It was likely Point Pleasant. New Jersey, that aquarium. Oh yeah, Jenks. Yeah, yeah. Jenks. Yeah. Jenkinsons. For the yeah, yeah. for you non-locals. Yeah. Jenkinsons. It was, it, was, it was pretty janky. It was a janky aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could be making that up, but I feel like I remember that. It happened probably at some point in that and era. And 
The Halloween costume this year was likely a, likely a Power Ranger. That was likely this year. Uh, I thought you were I thought you were gonna say likely a Power Hour. <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were a Power Hour for uh, Halloween. <laughs> That'd be a fun costume. Yeah. To put, like tape like sixty shot glasses to yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> super dangerous. All right, should we jump into the weather with? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember anything myself, by the way. Oh yeah, I don't. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody asked you. You you asked us. Nobody asked you. <laughs> I still had hair. I think. Oh, you still had hair. I think wow. I did. Yeah. It seems <laughs> seems likely. <laughs> wow. All right. So, um, all right. Jumping into the weather oh. with. Ah, uh, oh, man. What? No, no. Oh, actually, I think it's the year I first um, get glasses. Oh. oh. How about that, Dan? That's pretty major. That's pretty good. That's good. Because mm-hmm. I've been wearing glasses ever since, you know? Never stopped. Oh, and if it was kindergarten into first grade, which we're just sticking with. It, was. it was. I just, I checked. Uh, okay, I checked. Okay. Um, this was my transition from public school to Catholic school. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, so I went to public kindergarten in Brick, New Jersey, Drum Point Elementary. So, if you want to look up my files, it's out there now. My files. <laughs> Dude, you change. You change once you went to uh, private school. You change, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a little badass. Then I went to... Then you became a little preppy bitch. <laughs> True. Fair. So, then first grade, um, that was Catholic school. I went to Holy Family School. Holy... In, uh, in Lakewood, um, Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, I remember my parents said I almost didn't get in because in like the meeting where like your family meets like the nuns, they said that like out loud, I said that like the one nun like looked like a grandma. That sounds <laughs> nice. Like a, so. Yeah. Why is that offensive? I guess it was that she took it like she, I was like, she looks You're like rude. a grandma. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was a little rude fucker, but I got in. <laughs> Because money talks. <laughs> <laughs> they slipped her. They slipped her a twenty under her, like under in her, her habit. In her, her I what, guess what it's offensive it? because she's she's supposed to be celibate, right? I, I never conceived. Oh right, I could never. Right, I could never be a grandma. Yeah, two yeah. generations of people didn't spawn from me. How dare right. you? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, yeah, but um. I also was like, my parents wanted me to get into Catholic school, and I think they were just like late on getting me registered everywhere. I think they were, they just like dropped the ball. I think that's <laughs> the only reason I went to public school in kindergarten because like it was just like a hot time, I guess, for Catholic schools. And they like, I like couldn't get in anywhere because like they were all full hey, at the time. Do you think there's any correlation between people who went to private school and people who put their profiles on private? On social media? <laughs> Guess we got to run the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Got to crunch it. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. But why don't, yeah, why don't, it's time for the weather, right? It's a three and a half hour show. <laughs> this is going to be the longest one yet. Just do a two-parter. Oh, by the way, happy new year. This is the first episode in the new year, I believe. Is it? Oh, yes, it yeah. is. Happy yeah. new oh, year. Oh, so now this yes. year is yeah. 16 years old, right? Or no, it's 26 years old. 26 yeah. years old. Oh, my God. Okay. 26. Okay, jump into the weather now, Dave, Jump please. in the water. Jump in the pedal. Puddle. 
<laughs> well, the well, puddle. Some people are going to be needing to jump into uh, like a water puddle because Weather Dan here, a.k.a. Precipitation, <laughs> I'm talking about the 1995 Chicago heat wave. Oh, oh my, my God. Uh, I remember that. It's been lots of cold stuff le- yeah. in the last few years yeah. in, the, in the 90s, right? Finally. You know, hurricanes and the cold, frigid cold weather we had in 94. 95, we get a heat wave in Chicago specifically, my new hometown, where I've been my whole life. Um, <laughs> pure, <laughs> pure Chicagoan. Oh, so um, you're, yeah, you, you definitely remember this. The 1995 Chicago heat wave. So this was a heat wave which led to... 739 degrees. No, just kidding. 739 heat-related deaths oh, in Chicago. Wow. 700? Yeah. 739 heat-related deaths. That's a lot. Um, That's a lot. We're talking about the Miami heat. They went on a killing spree. They murdered murder a lot of people in Chicago. No. Um, so that's one hell of a away game. It's also uh, <laughs> yeah. people who died from excitement over the movie Heat in the theater. Yes. Oh correct. yeah, Very that came nice. out this year too. Also related. Do you Very think nice. they um they pushed they pushed up their uh, release so it, it would uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah coincide. coincide with the heat wave. Yeah, in Chicago at least it came out early. <laughs> yeah. Um, great, okay. Great PR. It was a, over a period of five days, most of the victims of the heat wave were unfortunately elderly, poor residents of the city who could not afford air conditioning and did not open windows or sleep outside for fear of crime. It was like a really rough, so damn, sad. yeah, time for people. Shitty for people in Chicago. It was tough. Um, the heat wave also heavily impacted the wider Midwestern region with additional deaths in both St. Louis and Milwaukee. Uh, the temperatures soared to record highs in July, with the hottest weather occurring from July 12th to July 16th. A high of 106 degrees Fahrenheit on July 13th was the second warmest July temperature uh, ever, or at least recorded. And then since records began at Chicago Midway Airport in 1928. So second highest since records began. Uh, nighttime low temperatures were unusually high. Upper 70s and lower 80s were the lows. At night, so it was just constant. Um, <laughs> just like sounds like just a really uncomfortable four days. Just like very sweaty, that's, very gross. That's pretty searing for for lows. Searing. It's <laughs> pretty searing for lows. Yeah, for temperature definitely. Lows. But uh, um, hey, that's weird because Chicago's kind of known like weather-wise as being like a really frosty, snowy. I know place. So it gets the other side of it too. Yeah. It had two, extremes? two extremes. Yeah, that's not fair. Is it too extreme a thing? Too extreme? Is that like a band? Too extreme. There's extreme. The sequel to yeah, extreme? maybe there's a sequel band, but that seems so unfair. And I don't know. I you know usually you get one, but not the other. It's not fair to get both. What's the point of? I know. Like, where do you live? Right. Do you remember? Speaking no answer. Of Chicago weather. So Dave and I got on a plane to Chicago in 2008 for Lollapalooza. Eight, yeah. Do you remember the conversation we had with the guy on the plane, Dave? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy. Well, first of all, he told us that he saw. He like told us this whole story of a band he saw, and then he goes, "And that band was Led Zeppelin." Really? Um, yeah. And remember. but then he told us, you know. Uh, 
you know, because we couldn't land uh, at first because the runway was full, so we had to do a circle. Okay. And he told us, you know, uh, Chicago's not called the Windy City because of the wind. It's because of their politics. Oh, I didn't know that, but maybe, I forget if I found it out. I mean, guess how I found out about that. But I definitely wasn't going to bring yeah. that up, too. The wind. And even if you didn't wow. know that, fuck, fuck that guy. What? <laughs> you think fuck? Wait, why fuck him? That's such. That sounds like the most annoying conversation. Like that sounds horrible. Like he sounds like that a band was Led Zeppelin. He sounds like yeah. a human ex- encyclopedia. Uh, also, do not engage me on an airplane. Do not talk to me. Don't look at me on an airplane. I want to be left alone. Yeah, I kind of I already. Ha- I, I already hate it. I'm uncomfortable. Do not engage in conversation. That's my two cents. Just saying, he sounds terrible. This guy. Yeah, I don't. I. I mean, he was forget forgettable to me. It is both, though. I mean, it is both. I mean, yeah. I know he's not wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> because you know you get the wind from the lake. Yeah. I know. I've been here since July. I know all about it. <laughs> um, all right, listen. With this heat wave, mm-hmm. the humidity made a large difference. That was like a big part of why it was like so brutal because it was like high temperatures plus this humidity that was incredibly brutal. So, Ugh. like, it contributed. Uh, well, when, when compared to the majority. Of those throughout the 20th century. That's what made this one particularly awful. So moisture from previous rains and transpiration by plants drove up the humidity to record levels. And the moist, humid air mass originated over Iowa Damn. previous to and during the early stages of the heat wave. I can't believe you're saying the word um, moist. You know we hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you should warn someone before you say the word moist. Yeah. It's like the worst word in history. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, you know, numerous stage- <laughs> yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're doing. And it's like, okay. I mean, it's a word like relax. Yeah. It's a beautiful um, word too. Come on. Yeah, it is. Okay. So numerous stations in Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, and elsewhere reported record dew point temperatures above 80 degrees Fahrenheit with a peak at 90 degrees Fahrenheit with an air temperature. Just taking a, like take a peek at it. <laughs> but listen, I think I um a- eighty to ninety degrees. I'm, I'm getting to something. Hang yeah, on, I, sorry, to- I have too much. <laughs> I was gonna eighty. S- to, uh, listen, I'm gonna give you a chance to do so many bits. There's just okay. one point I'm okay, trying to okay. make. Then you can do all the bits okay, you want. Okay, go for your dew point. It's eighty to ninety degrees. It's it's the weather. Like it's I just have to list facts. <laughs> like it's what that's what weather is. Like then you guys could come in and chime okay. in. I'm just okay. listing facts. Okay. 80 to 90 degrees peak dew point with the combina- with the combination of the air temperature of 104. So with the humidity plus 104 actual temperature, you're talking about 148 degrees Fahrenheit heat index. 148 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy crap. Like, that's what it feels like because of the combined One more time, humidity. 400 degrees? <laughs> 148. Oh my god, it's so so intense. That's like, so intense. So that's what I'm saying. Like this heat wave was no joke because of the combined humidity plus the actual temperature. It right. was just an absolute nightmare. I prefer um, a heat glossary to a heat index. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. Well, same. Um, all right. So the heat moved to the east a few days later. So temperatures in Pittsburgh getting to 100 degrees. Danbury, Connecticut, 106. Oh, oh which oh, was oh, Connecticut's. Connecticut's highest recorded temperature, and then Toronto reached 99 degrees Fahrenheit when coupled with high 
humidity from the same air mass resulted in its highest ever humidex value of 50. I don't know what that is. Holy humidex crap. value. Humidex. <laughs> so it's moving around um, too. It's not just staying in Chicago. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the Midwest, Chicago was the worst, but then it, it, it pushed to the east. Brandon, you've asked me, like, why does this happen a couple times before? Never really have an answer, but I have an answer this time. <gasps> okay. The heat wave was caused by a large high-pressure system that traversed across the Midwest United States. That's that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there, there probably weren't that many heat waves traveling that great of distance before... Um, the uh, <laughs> the building of the highways in the 50s. I think I made it easier for heat waves to travel. Yeah, very true. So we got heat <laughs> travels. <laughs> we gotta check that. Um, Dave, you'll appreciate this. Yeah. It also in 1995, Great Britain and Ooh. Ireland had a heat wave. Ooh, I like it. But here I have. So there's a lot of. Uh, oh no, nothing else. Just they did. Well, hang on. When I looked at the temperatures, it was jump change compared to what was really? going on in uh, in Chicago. The record high was ninety five point four degrees oh in Boxworth, Cambridgeshire. Is that real? So ninety five, so and they're upset. So they're calling it a yeah. So like, here's, here's the point I'm trying to make. This actually started at the end of June as opposed to July in Chicago. So again, while it may have happened first in the UK, doesn't mean it was as good. Oh shit. Again, another example, like a lot of culture in the UK. Happened first. They did it first. Not as good. It's not as good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it goes both ways because, you know, who did rock and roll better? Some people say the Englanders did. Right. I know. Just saying, you know, a lot of examples. Are you a, of, are you a Beatles guy or an Elvis guy? Because you got to be one of, it's one or the other. <laughs> 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 All right, so that's what I wanted to highlight in uh, 1995. Well, I like it, man. I like weather. We all can relate to it. It's great. Yeah, highest form yeah. of conversation. We all, we all experience it. We all shit. Well, we all experience weather. <laughs> well, thanks, Dan, for that. Uh, weather Dan, Dan, signing weather out. Dan. Weather Dan. Enjoy your the day. Weather, the weather cock tease. <laughs> <laughs> Dandin, Dandin. All right, well, this is Brandon with my segment. This is going to be a little bit of a, of a of a hybrid model of a segment because I'm going to be talking a little bit about books, but it does have a lot to do with movies in some way. Oh, um, but we, but it's also so? more mostly about culture. I just want to do a quick little check-in on the musicals. I know, Dan, you've been disappointed I haven't done any musical segments. Yeah, Broadway's been <laughs> dark a, a few years here. Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been some decent stuff. I almost picked a, a clip from this year's Tony Awards, but it was really long. It was a really good musical montage. I, the, the, they were hosted by um, uh, Gregory Hines and Nathan Lane, and they did, like, a medley of all songs... Because they were like, like the the concept was like, oh, like women get the best, like men have the best roles in in theater, but women get the best songs, and so they did like a medley of all women's songs and like perform them, and it's it's really good. So oh wow, uh, but it was also just really long. Um, but yeah, the two of them are awesome. In food and drinks, just to touch a little bit, Qdoba started this year, and excellent, um, excellent. Jones Soda. You remember Jones Soda? 
kind of. Yeah, I thought it was more old timey than '95. Yes, I think I guess that was like their whole thing was that they were trying to make it look like an old like, you know, like a uh, a diner well, soda. I feel like a fool now. Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes those things they like pop up and you're like, oh, this is new, but it's been around since the '60s. Yeah, just like you're saying, but though I guess that was just a new thing. Well, I'm saying I I thought it was from like 1822. And it turns out it's from 1995. Oh. <laughs> right, yeah. 1822. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I thought it looked old. It looked like an old company. Yeah. Well, I used to drink their um their green apple soda. Yes. They yeah. had the green and they had like, I think, cotton yeah. candy. And, and yeah, I was I was really into those. Um, Jonesing. Jonesing. Right. For it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly where it came from. Yes. <laughs> Um, but no, here's the, here's the biggest thing I want to talk about is the books of this year, highly influential. Now, every year there's always book to movie adaptations or other type of adaptations, but the, the sheer number of them Uh, from this year that become not even become huge pop culture things over the next up until literally now so i'll go over just some of them because it's kind of crazy right and i'll kind of go in order from like least impactful to 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 mo- well not i'm not they're not actual order so you have some smaller movies like mm-hmm. um you know like kind of like your traditional ones where it's like uh kiss the girls and then like two years later that becomes a movie with morgan freeman right that's typically what you see every year you see like a handful of these right, adaptations right. right so you have that there's absolute power which became a clint eastwood movie which is pretty good practical magic uh which came out recently and then and then it's like the rainmaker which is another john grisham book you know we talked about the firm yeah. and you know how there's always these adaptations rainmaker we could have used one in chicago <laughs> oh definitely needed yep. it yeah. needed it so then The Lost World came out, and now Michael Crichton, you know, here's our Michael Crichton check-in. He never intended to write a sequel, but they if he was kind of urged to by... Steven? Like, Spielberg oh, really? in the studios to, like... Oh, he wrote the sequel. I didn't know that. I thought just, like, people associated with the movie... Well, also, there is an old movie called The Lost World, also. I right? think that's a very different thing. But it was with dinosaurs. Uh, anyway, I, I thought it, I was always under the impression that the Lost World, Jurassic Park, right, was related to the old dinosaur movie called oh. The Lost World. I thought it, they just kind of tied a it in or time. something. A little bit of a nod. Well, and it's and, weird because yeah. like the mo- Jurassic Park did different things with the characters in the Jurassic Park book. So as he's writing the sequel, he has to adjust the characters based on how the audience perceived their characters to be in the movie. Uh, And and then they adapted this book that they made purposely for the movie. So it's like pretty weird. Oh, interesting. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a great book. Lost World movie is very, very gold, very heavy gold. He's the main character. Yes. Well, cause that's, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Cause like the reaction was so big. So they had to like juice up his character and like, and all that type of stuff. So then Lost World is not bad. Vince Vaughn's in there. Julia, it's all right. No, Julianne Moore. Yeah. Julianne Moore. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> the Golden Compass, which was like supposed to be like a huge movie series, you know, with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig and the Polar Bears, like right. that, just was like a total flop. That was written this year. Um, the Reader, that movie that Kate Winslet won. Uh, it's not a great movie, but she won Best Actress for. Okay. And then here are some of the big ones. Mindhunter came out this year, which is, you know, the book that the series is based off of. Oh, God, great show. Oh, the like show. The AI, um, the amazing show. 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 Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, so the the Mindhunter book that the FBI profilers came out that started this year, Preacher, the long-running uh, graphic novel. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that um, that A- the show is. This is AMC bigger than show, the Lost World. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just I didn't say it was in like a particular order. I thought you said you're going from three. least impactful to most impactful. Well, just di- whatever. I didn't really. <laughs> Did he say that? that? Did it in the beginning. I'm just teasing. Uh, yeah. Just go. Keep going. Yeah, Preacher, uh, which I read a little bit of. I know, Dave, you read like the first yeah, yeah. Like, volume, too. It was cool. I just never finished it. Oh, I forgot about this one. This should have been first. But the Left Behind series that like that that was like 48,000 books, like the religious series that they made. They've tried to launch that into a movie series like three times. Once with, um, I forget who the other guy, but Nicolas Cage. It's about like the end of the world, the apocalypse. Okay. Uh, there, there was like hundreds. So it's uh, kind of like that movie Twenty Twelve. <laughs> kind of, except it's from God. It's like it's it's like it's like the Book of Revelation. It, it's like basically oh, like okay. through. Okay. It's all about. It's like a religious series. So like an um, End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Sure, sure. High Fidelity uh, was written this year. Oh great, um, great, yeah. And Wit and Wicked, like the book that you know became the musical. Ah. The, the the musical. Oh, so yeah. was it, it was a novel that became a musical, or the, or the book for the musical got written. The the novel. Oh, okay. Like there, there's a whole there's a whole series of novels in that like wicked like in the like the alternate gotcha. world of Hunt wicked day in the Emerald City. <laughs> All right, thank, thank you. Yeah, very nice. Wasn't it fabulous from Wicked? I want to be fabulous. <laughs> yes, it's fabulous. Is it fabulous? It's not fabulous. No, it's popular. It's popular. Oh, it's popular. <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. Wanna <laughs> be <of the> fabulous. <laughs> Why I don't know how That's I remember so it as fabulous, but they're basically the same word. They mean the same thing, right? Oh my god. <laughs> and then uh finally uh a memoir written by a man named Barack Obama, Dreams from My Father. Oh. Came he came out with a, That's a, uh, a memoir in joints? I, 1995. I thought that was like two thousands. Holy, holy man. I think that's his other, I guess that's his other book. Um, but yeah, so like, just like, I always take a peek at the book list and there's always adaptations, but this one, it was just like one after the other. I was like, oh wow. Like a lot of stuff, uh, you know, that is still coming out now. Definitely. From this year. And there, there were even more as I went down the list, but uh, I was just like, wow, that's, that's a pretty, pretty busy year for, for the literary, literary world. Yeah. So there we go. That's uh, that's that. That's the book segment and a little bit of Joan Soda and a mention of music. And I'm sure uh, people will, will be bookmarking this segment um, <laughs> for later listens. Yeah. Yeah. Get a, put them on your reading list. How do you bookmark a segment in an episode <laughs> of a podcast? <laughs> well, we're, we're we're personally developing technology that. Uh, wow. Does that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Actually, there is a there is a there is a feature where in the and I don't know how to do it, but in the feature there is a feature where in the description you can put the time codes to segments of podcasts, so you can click to those specific segments. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Time codes. Time codes. (laughs) I need the time codes. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm just amusing myself over here. Was the author of Wicked uh, a New Englander? Who? Wicked. <laughs> was, it, was the author uh, of... Yeah. Wicked. 
or was it? It's a- also like very sexual. Uh, like I think the sex scenes are pretty graphic in that book. What? I remember. Hmm. Sex. Damn. All right. Graphic. Graphic novel. Should we do the um, Humph report but literature? <laughs> we could. <laughs> wow. All sex scenes from our favorite books. We never read romance novels. Yeah. Danden. Yeah. Danden. All right. Moving on. Um, we're back to Danny, but. Oh no, what's going on? I'm getting younger! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, hey guys! (laughs) Hey little kid Danny. It's me! Hey, it's me, little kid Danny. I'm back to do the toys and games segment. Do you have a parental um, figure like in the background? I feel kind of uncomfortable just uh, chatting with a kid. (laughs) Hey, it's me. It's me. (laughs) Big Dan. Shut up. You shut up. You shut up when you're talking to my kid. <laughs> All right. Um, done with that bit, but I'm still little kid Danny, but ending the bit. Worst kind of um, stage parent. Yeah, I know. Big Dan, I, I hate know. Big Dan. <laughs> I, hate Big I hate Dan. your dad, dude. All right. I'm going to share screen here. Um because I'm talking about toys first. Welcome to Toy Dan, the segment within the segment. Thanks for having us. 1995. What uh, What do you guys think was maybe a big toy this year? There is, and it, this was universal. Every resource I found, pretty universal with the toy. Blocks. Bop it. Cool guesses. I like them. Both wrong as fuck. <laughs> but... That's be, and that's of course because fucking is wrong in Dan's uh, yes vanilla uh, in, in the lore of the show. Yeah, very prude boy. Uh, well, D- Dave was prude boy. I was boy original I prude boy. I don't like that he's become the prude boy. <laughs> that was my identity. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hate that that's the identity. But Beanie Babies. Oh, oh okay. I, the I, craze of Beanie Babies started in 1995. God, yeah. I haven't thought about that in so long. Let the games begin. Woo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so the bean-filled line of stuffed animals was launched actually originally in 93, but it wasn't until 95 when the craze really began and people started to collect them. Mm. Um, the company created creatures for a limited time, which drove the prices up as people tried to collect them all. Um, do you guys have a guess as to the original cost of a Beanie Baby? I don't have like specific, it's not a hyper specific, it's like, I'll give you a clue, it's like a, just a single dollar amount. A couple, couple cents? You mean like one digit? There's, or no, you just, there's no cents. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Four dollars. Uh, wow, yeah, last time, Four dollars. the last one was a lot cheaper than, than we anticipated. The Power like, Rangers one. It was in single digits, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say... Uh, sixteen dollars. Original Beanie Baby. Dave was pretty close. It's five bucks for one wow. for a Beanie Baby originally, but that that quickly changed. And this is episode is un, well, kind of intentionally become a Chicago themed episode because Beanie Baby started as a small suburban Chicago business. Really? Yeah. Uh, Ty Inc. or T Y Ty? Is it T Y? T Y Beanie Babies. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Ty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they were the company that made them. They're the first business to produce a business to consumer website designed to engage their market. 
So this is like a major contributing factor to the early and rapidly growing popularity of Beanie Babies, mm-hmm. essentially making them the first internet sensation, right? So um, the company was struggling initially, you know, launching in 1993, but then in 1995, TY decided to change the color of Peanut, the royal blue elephant, which is the picture that I have showing, that I'm showing you guys. Uh-huh. Um, this is Peanut, the royal blue elephant. Yeah. They changed the color to baby blue. There's a couple pictures in there where they changed them to uh, to baby blue. And for some reason, when they changed it to baby blue, they started selling like crazy. Well, because baby, um, baby, baby blue. Yeah. Baby. And then through the internet, the collecting craze began and TY ran with it. Like essentially fully commercializing a hobby where you need to collect all collect these. Collect them all. And, uh, yeah. So. Oh, pe- hey, hey, hey. You know who was listening? Pokemon. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Catch them all. People started publishing price guides where they would just make up the values and people would buy into it. That's fucked up. Yeah, like... But a good business. Yeah. I do remember that being the, the, the discourse around them like you got to get them now because they're going to be worth so much money in the future exactly um so like by 1997 uh new jersey father's self-published price guide pegged peanuts value at twenty five hundred dollars so somehow from 95 to 97 this beanie baby went from five dollars to being valued at twenty five hundred dollars for some reason not true like from his price guide is it super rare well, that's the royal blue one was because remember I said they changed it to baby blue. Oh, the so royal so blue. they so yeah they valued royal it at twenty five hundred bucks. The book okay. the book predicted that it would be worth seventy five hundred by two thousand eight. <laughs> Is that true? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> and then that price guide, the Beanie Baby Handbook, sold more than three million copies to become one of the best selling self published books of all time. That's too. <laughs> that's too much. So it's, it's too, ju- too far. It's just like an inexplicable craze right <laughs> with this um so yeah i wanted to make sure to kind of to highlight that in the uh in the toys section here that was you know, 95 every website you know i went to listing like the big toys of each year i mean they all talk about beanie babies for 1995 i have a beanie baby here i don't know if it's a real one that dave and i each got when we did the, that david bowie thing right we had like these little puppy beanie babies for diamond dogs i think wow. the guy's name is bruno or something right I don't remember. Probably worth uh, millions. Well, you took the tag off though, right? I don't know. I think I still have it. No. Um, If you need a tag to get the full price. I think so. Yeah, that was the thing. That's my my little tip to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the tip. Um, (laughs) That's why I keep tags on everything I own. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest uh, Happy Meal toy in 1995, I always like to talk about this, according to Delish.com. It was uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, so it continues to McDonald's being kind of like a year behind, right, Right. with the big toy trends. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers toys. The ones from McDonald's, I I saw a picture of it, definitely had these, like the the Power Rangers toys from McDonald's. Well, they're waiting until the prices dropped so they can buy up all the Power Rangers action figures and then resell them in their Happy Meals. (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah um all right so quickly with um board games as well i always like to highlight the biggest board game of this year yeah. and again pretty universal um settlers of Catan, big board game oh that came out wow. this year settlers yeah. of Catan. Catan. um 
The island of Catan is your playground in this strategy game where players collect resources to build up their community and score victory points. The first person to get 10 points wins. It was designed by German designer Klaus Tuber. Tuber. Um, the board is made up of hexagonal tiles with game pieces representing roads and resources up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never played. Have you guys played? I have. I played yeah. it, yeah. My my family got into it for a little bit. Is it fun? Uh, Not my kind of fun, but... <laughs> yeah, you would enjoy it. It's not that... I, I, I liked it. Uh, the it's one we played, Dan, the Mars, the, Mars, the, Mars thing? the terraforming Mars, that was like a lot of fun. Yeah. That was, I liked that a lot more than Catan. That, yeah, that's a more recent thing. And yeah, like games like that, or uh, I wish I did that more often. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, they're, it was so fun to just play like a intense kind of str- heavily, heavy strategy board game like that. I really, I really like that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, we could shift into video games now. Um, some uh, notable releases of 1995. A lot of big sequels again. You know, this, this is kind of like the trend each year. You get like the big games and then the sequels come out, right? So you have uh, Kirby's Dream Land 2 for Game Boy. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Mega Man 7. So there's already been seven Mega Man oh, games uh, at this point for Super Nintendo. Yeah, for Super Nintendo. Um, Mortal Kombat 3 for the arcade. Tekken 2, also for the arcade. The top-selling new game this year was Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island for Super two, Nintendo. Two, two, Ooh. two, two. Okay, we get it, Dan. <laughs> You're a junior. You're the second presenter. Exactly. Um, I didn't realize Tekken 2 was that old. I thought Liam Neeson did that much later. <laughs> <laughs> True. Same. Um, Donkey Kong Country 2. We talked a lot about Donkey Kong last year. So the, the sequel comes out. Diddy D- Kong. Yeah, oh, Diddy's... Sorry, Diddy's- Diddy's shit uh, thing. Yeah, it's called Diddy's shit thing. Um, <laughs> it's with Dixie no, you Kong. Know, you know, it's called Diddy's Kong Quest, like Diddy's Conquest, but Diddy's oh, Conquest. No, I never got that. I always thought, like, when I because I, I played this game, this is the one with all the pirate stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, I had this one. Yeah, I always thought it was Diddy Kong's Quest. Me too. It's not. It's Diddy's Kong Quest. Which is much more clever. That's so clever. Uh, Did not yeah. get that. Diddy's, Never got Diddy it. Kong's Quest. Yeah. Diddy, Diddy, Diddy Kong's Diddy, Quest. Is Diddy's what, Kong yeah. Quest. Diddy's Kong, Kong Quest. Quest. Wow. Yeah. That is so clever. I yeah, did not wait. understand that. You have Time Time Crisis for the arcade came out. Big oh arcade game. Oh, my God. I love Time Crisis. And, but the big year, or big um, release in video games and systems this year, PlayStation comes out in 1995. <sighs> PS1, PlayStation. baby. PlayStation. Um, <laughs> so you had games like Twisted Metal came out this yeah, year. That was like one, yeah. one, one of the early yeah. games, classic. Oh yeah, turn that shit um, up to eleven, man. <laughs> uh, Rayman also came out this year. Remember Rayman? Yeah, Rayman. Yeah. Rayman was pretty big. Rayman. But another system came out this year that I wanted to highlight: Sega Saturn. Saturn. Sega Saturn came out this year. Disc, right? Um, so disc, uh, disc. Um another disc it thing takes discs. Yep. yeah um so i wanted to quickly play for you guys a sega saturn promo video because it's so weird <laughs> all right is it um out of this world let me know how, let me know how the volume is like saturn the planet <laughs> <laughs> we are five years away from entering the 21st century 
humankind stands on the edge of the internet. Is it too loud? Yeah. You have come a long way. A little bit. But are you ready too quiet. for the future? Introducing Good. Sega Saturn. Aww. Hit it. What? Sega's next generation gaming platform, revolutionary sports and arcade gameplay, all with amazing new 3D experiences never before possible on home game systems. Wow. Graphics look good. Sega Saturn. tactic <laughs> so like uh for the listeners like the the deep voice you were hearing it was just a head it looked like a genie well that's like um the dude from power rangers right the, the it's not the, the same but it looked like that uh um, like a big floating head zoltan Zort- Zolt- Zort- zordon 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 he had a similar yeah. voice too yeah reminded yeah that's actually yeah, it's a really good comparison yeah it did remind me a lot of zordon yeah it was just like a big like genie like chrome colored head uh, talking but then it would cut to like this guy that looked like like it was wearing like a jamiroquai type hat yeah uh, and then <laughs> he, he was in like a dark room with like a tv and going insane about the sega saturn almost like a Pauly shore type of guy yeah. <laughs> like a like Pauly shore type guy yeah and alternative then, dude and then they would show clips from the, the different games for uh, sega saturn um so yeah, just I wanted to play that commercial, uh, the ad for Sega Saturn. Yeah, they're just going for I don't know what they're really going for. The but future, the, like they're, yeah. it's the future of gaming. Right, it's ahead of its time. <laughs> Rayman was also for Sega Saturn and Atari Jaguar, um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure to highlight that. But, Those but, are yeah. But Saturn didn't work or didn't. Sorry, it worked. I'm sure it functioned as a console, but it didn't um, sell as much as Sony. <laughs> Yeah, and that Sega started going downhill. Yeah, um, yeah. They they released it clearly clearly to compete with yeah PlayStation and you know, the disc you know era of video games. But yeah, definitely didn't didn't do as well. Um, Damn, I guess like they peaked at two D. Yeah, the you know Sonic right like we talked about. I mean that was really that was definitely you know their peak popularity with the Sega stuff. So they couldn't make that leap over into three D. It's a right. hard it's a hard leap. Yeah, it was not a good next generation for them. Um, There were other Sega consoles too, I think. Um, Dreamcast came in came in the the, the early two thousands. That's right. That's another Sega thing. Dreamcast was pretty popular. A lot of people had Dreamcast. I remember. Yeah, but then it died after. Yeah, I think it died early as well. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's the rise of Sony, and I think the the thing with like you know PlayStation versus you know. Sega Saturn and then Dreamcast, like, and, you know, and then Nintendo had GameCube. Like, 
Nintendo and PlayStation, they just always had better games. It's just the games are Sony just so good. Sony had the best games. Yeah, so PlayStation had just great games. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are that's video games in 1995. I want to make sure to highlight that kind of stuff. Thanks, man. So it's Little Kid Danny. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye. You know, because you did such a great job, you can pick any of the toys you just mentioned <laughs> as a gift to you. Which one do you want? Um... Maybe like a $10,000 Beanie Baby. <laughs> if you go on eBay, there's some like selling for like currently for like 50000 This kid's got <laughs> the economical <laughs> brain. I like it. <laughs> He's got spunk. He's got moxie. <laughs> All right. Who's got moxie? Cotton. <laughs> Is there a shot we can give him for that? Okay. Um. <laughs> moxie cotton. Dandin, dandin. <gasps> okay. So I guess I'll take the reins. That's okay with little kid Danny. Sure. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about some pretty mature topics right now, little kid Danny. So why don't you close your ears or bring in your dad? Because we're talking about celebrity gossip Gossip. and celebrity sex. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And we're bringing back for the third year. Uh, This is a major hit on the show. Come on. Intersplit. The... The, the game that's... Um, Favorite part of the show. Great game. It's really, yeah. you know, caused a spark across this nation. It's taken the internet by storm. Woo! Woo. I feel a little bad that it's taking it by storm since there's, a, there's an actual weather segment <laughs> on the <this> show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Intersplit, 95. I'm going to give my two co-presenters um, a list of couples celebrity couples from this year and i'm gonna ask them did this couple hit it off meaning did they um, get married or like get together or did they split it off right did they break it off they get a divorce uh an, an annulment or what have you so it or split is a very easy concept but we get to learn about who was fucking and who was fucking over it yeah in 95 so who wants to go first? What, what, how about presenter one, Brandon? Okay. Let's get a Got good it. one for presenter Brandon. Here we go. All right. Let's see. How about this? Since it's uh, Danden Bravo, uh, how about this one? Extra TV co-host Arthur Neville and Carolina Panther running back Derek Lysick. Say say their names again. Arthel Neville. Arthel? Arth Arthel? Or maybe it's Arthel? Arthel Neville? And Derek Lasik. Derek Lasik and or La- or Lasik. Right. Oh. You're familiar with them, of course. <laughs> of course I am. Um so okay, so Arthel I mean, was Yeah, Arthur Neville's the- like our, one of our colleagues. Right. Which which one did you say again? Hmm? Like, uh, which show was it? Oh, Extra. Right. Extra. extra. Just launched last year. Right. Extra. Okay, so then, so then I'm going to say that, you know, got a new job, wanted to settle down, married. They, they're, they, they got together. I love your reasoning. Brandon, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> extra TV co-host, Arthur Neville, was 32. When she wed uh, the running back from Carolina, Derek Lassick, who was 25. Kind of cool. Wow. 
kind of like a seven-year difference, older lady. I was going to say, yeah. Running yeah. back in the NFL, typically younger. I would have guessed the same. Wait, is this how we play? Do you know as both of us? I always forget. No, I asked one and then the other. Right. Okay. And they got married at Our Lady of Guadalupe Church. And um, Entertainment Tonight and Access Hollywood cattily refused to cover the wedding. <laughs> Since it was an extra correspondent. They were uh, <laughs> <laughs> big bitches about that. Too extra. <laughs> so extra. They're not big enough as celebrities for uh, for th- for those two, but um, yeah, good not job. Not even for this. Not even for this segment, really. Not really, but I, I figured it was so. Um, <laughs> I know. No, very relevant. We need so it. yeah, germane yeah. to what we do on the show. I had to put it in both extra and the sports segment too. Yeah, exactly. So, Dan, you're up. Little kid, Danny. No, little kid is gone. <laughs> I said this. He's outside. Maybe you know. I and I hope he's okay, but he's outside. He's playing outside. <laughs> In this heat wave. <laughs> That's not safe. Dan, I know you're going to love this next one. Uh, my little country queen, singer Roseanne Cash. Wow. Wow. And record producer John Leventhal. John Leventhal, record producer extraordinaire, and the sweetest little country queen, Roseanne Cash. Was it it? it? Or was it a split? Can I get an age? <laughs> That's going to cost you. That's a dollar. <laughs> you a dollar. Like Will, Will uh, of Fortune style. Uh, no, yeah. Whose age do you want? I'll give you one age. No, it's okay. It's okay. too big of a clue. Uh, well, it's, it's not, but... <laughs> um, how, how about that? You can buy one age for one round. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye in age. Yeah. Uh, Roseanne Cash. You want to know her age? Yeah, at in 1995, yes. Well, a gentleman never tells. <laughs> it's not It's not very proper for... What is this, a scam? <laughs> Just scam me out of, out of a dollar? It's not very proper to ask a lady's age. <laughs> it's a fair answer. Um, no, she's 39. But you just, you just um, traded in your gentleman card for that one. Roseanne Cash. I think she's looking for some content for her songs. I'm going to say split. Oh, oh. it's not right. It's not Damn right. It. They, she wedded. She was ready to settle down. Ah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's been like 15 years since her biggest hit. So, um, right. Maybe she's right. ready to settle down. Right. And uh, this happened on April 30th. John Levithal was 42. And being uh, the daughter of Johnny, of, of course... Roseanne instinctually attended the event wearing an all-black wedding dress. <laughs> he, he's a um, he's a man in black. I know that's just like his deal. I understand, but it, it was like inst- I, she didn't even mean she didn't even realize she was doing it. She's like, oh shit, pretty badass. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, she maybe got with this record producer early in her career. You know, oh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, but yeah, no, that was she, that was my my reasoning. But um, good reasoning. Okay, so we'll move on from that Roseanne to another Roseanne. Brandon, oh. are you ready? I'm I'm so ready. On Valentine's Day of all days, um, actress comedian Roseanne Barr and bodyguard Ben Thomas. On Valentine's Day, 
from one Roseanne to the other Roseanne. Okay, wait, didn't... Was well, yeah, it? We, we just learned about her and Tom Arnold. Did we? And I don't remember which one it was. I mean, we brought her up, we brought Roseanne and Tom Arnold up every year, except last year, and then Dave gave us the answer. And I don't remember what it was. So I guess I'm going to say they got together. Well, that's good, because, yeah, they got wed. Yeah. Yeah, basically, she left Tom's ass... For Tom Ass. Ben Thomas. <laughs> What's this new guy's name? Ben Thomas? Thomas? <laughs> ben Thomas. <laughs> ben Thomas. Okay. Uh, he was 28 and she was 42. So Ooh. a lot of older ladies in these uh hey. these unions. I like it. It was at Caesars Tahoe, Nevada. On Valentine's Day. She was feeling pretty uh, lovey dovey. Uh but that's not all. Dan, Dan, are you ready for your next one? I need some redemption here. Brandon's ahead now. So we just got Roseanne Barr. How about um, her former love, actor Tom Arnold? Okay. Nine months after Tom Arnold and Julie Shapnella. Did they hit it off or did they split it off? Julie sh- who? Uh, Shapnella. Hello. I'll go with the... Uh, Don't you hello. read the gossip columns like I do? <laughs> Through the tabloids? Um, I'll go with the same strategy. I think uh, it. It couple. There you go. Yeah. Nice. They both rebounded this year. You know, I'm happy for them. That's good. They found new loves. Uh, Tom Arnold was 36 and Julie Champnella was 25. And it was in Dearborn, Michigan. And okay. uh, the nine months after wed beautiful Julie... Only nine months after Roseanne. Uh, I mean, divorcing Roseanne. That maybe uh, maybe, maybe he was uh, uh, maybe he was cheating. Well, I, I'm, I'm I, that's not accurate actually. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and after True Lies, uh, Tom learned that True Love Lies after Roseanne. True, <laughs> True Love Lies. Okay, that yeah. was July twenty second. It's two on Brandon and and one for Dan, right? Yeah. yeah. So I need Brandon to get this wrong. Okay. Brando. Yeah. Baywatch actress Pamela Anderson. Oh, wow. And Methods of Mayhem rocker, mainly known from that band, <laughs> Tommy Lee. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, was she with a different rocker? Than <laughs> <laughs> Methods of Mayhem. <laughs> Heavily featured in the Crazy Taxi um, soundtrack, <laughs> Methods of Mayhem, the front man for yeah, that so band. Th- Tommy this is, Lee. Not this is, Tommy Lee Jones. Not no, Tommy Lee not Jones. Jones. Tommy Lee. Tommy uh, Lee. Tommy Lee. This is weird. Like I feel like, I for some reason I feel like both could be true. Like I feel like they were together a lot earlier, but it yeah. also makes sense to me that th- this is actually when it started. Um, and I never really thought about it. Jeez. I don't know the timeline of the sex tape. Did it surface like right. much later after right. their relationship? Um, Very big deal. I'm going to say that they got together now. Brandon, you're correct. Yeah. Ah, yeah. During the wedding, we famously learned that Tommy Lee had a shockingly long Vow scroll. <laughs> scroll. <laughs> uh, 
a size 12 font <laughs> yeah, yeah 12 pages <laughs> 12 yeah. pages yeah yeah that's um good. i think the sex tape was their honeymoon because this was this okay. happened in cancun mexico yeah i think the sex tape is like 97 maybe so I, yeah i don't know when it it dropped but it was from the their honeymoon i believe that, yeah, I guess that makes. I guess if you asked me out of context, like when they were together, I would have said '80s, early '90s. But that may. I guess that makes sense. The more you think about it. All right. So I think Brandon officially won. But why don't we give one more to Dan just to have a, a fun? I appreciate it. And learn a new, learn about a new couple, or a, a couple of the era. So this is 1995. Just a just a reminder. Okay. We have <laughs> Friends actor Courtney Cox. And friend of Tim Burton actor Michael Keaton. Wow. Never knew about this. Did you know about this, Brennan? Courtney Cox, Michael Keaton. Did not know that. I never I never knew. And this is why we or do the show. This is why we do the show because whoa, these are icons. Or as Dave said, Keat Keaton. Different guy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> do they keep on or do they keep off this year? Courtney Cox, yeah, Keenan, I mean Keenan. both, both like peak success, right? Yeah. Kind of peak of their careers, right? I know them separately so well. Never knew they were an item. I will say, maybe Courtney Cox, maybe starting to get into more movies, right? Ace Ventura, maybe. Yeah, well, that's a few years before. The year before. Yeah, year before. Year before. All right. Into the movie crowd, I suppose the TV Scream. crowd, very, Scream di- is very next different. Year. Very different crowds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say it. Let's say it. Dan, this is not your year. I'm sh- I'm sorry. Oh, this damn. was the split of the year. You were already together. Interesting. Yeah, for five and a half years. Whoa. Whoa. I guess that, yeah, because then she would have gotten together with Arquette on the Scream movies. Oh, yeah. There you go. This is right. right. This is okay. After she was the with first Arquette, season of Friends. Right. And, um... Keaton was starting to dip a little bit, I think, in the movie yeah. uh, world. But Jackie Brown True. was this year. Great movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but Courtney, um, she never got to wear her wedding Vicky Veil. <laughs> Vicky Veil. Vicky Veil. <laughs> Vicky Wedding Veil. Vicky Wedding Veil. Nice. Um, and also Cox <laughs> said, hey, we could still be friends, but... Um, Michael Keaton said, uh, what do you think? My name is Rachel, Ross, Chandler, Phoebe, or Joey? <laughs> I'm not your friend. Um, yeah, but that's a good one. That's a good one to know. Five and a half years. I, I'm yeah, shocked. I that, really did uh, not know that at all. Wow. Basically the first five years of our lives, more or less. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, Keaton about to trail, like you said, he about to trail off and Courtney Cox about to blow up. Mm-hmm. So yep. she's like, Peace. All right, that well, that's it or split. Uh, congratulations to Brandon. I think the tally for the years is this: tie in the first year, Dan won last year, and Brandon won this year. Cool. So, so we're tied up. Tied up again. Oh, we've only we've only done it three times. Three times. That's it. This is yeah. a okay. three-year thing. But thanks for playing again. And I know we learned a lot about the love lives of these people. Uh, this year and we continue to so I am Professor Dave I forgot to mention that earlier on I'm Professor Dave uh, uh, I have a PhD in celebrity gossip and sex and um, so hey 
class dismissed. Thanks for coming. Don't be late next time. <laughs> or I'm going to start handing out the merits. Dandin, dandin. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a quick segment here. This is the technology. A little Ooh. bit of a portion. Um, quick, some... quick, like how quick the dial-up speed was back then. <laughs> so quick. <laughs> yep. Um, so this year marked a couple of big, big uh, technology advancements. You know, Dan already mentioned the PlayStation, mm-hmm. which was a, a, a big deal this year. DVDs. Uh, um, no shit. What? No shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> this year? That, that seems early. I guess that makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they really took off for a couple more years, but I think that that's oh. when this is when they started. Well, yeah, play, um, I mean, if you have discs and PlayStation, it makes Discworld. sense that the DVD technology is also right there. It's so. goddamn Discworld at this point. Discworld. Uh, and then uh, USB. Whoa! Uh, DVD ah. year, that is shocking. Which is crucial. Which, which is, yeah, it's, it's kind of regarded as one of the most like successful universal um connecting ports <laughs> yeah i mean it's everything it's used by probably all three of us every day and yeah. most yeah, people US- every day yeah so and it's- the usb was uh invented in 95 the usa was invented in 1776 <laughs> it was invented yes yeah the USA. but when does the usc come out that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. The college, the college. Oh, is that a college? Yeah, University of Southern California. No, they already exist. The Trojans. The Trojans. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So we the 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 USB that we're all kind of used to is USB 2.0. You know, we're just now kind of getting into USB C. Uh, you know, Apple's adopting that, and more things are adopting the USB-C. But this this first one, the USB-1, was very slow uh, in you know comparison to the USB-2.0, which lasted like a long, like forever, which is like still kind of the universal uh, one. What does but USB course, stand for? Do you know? Universal Serial Bus. Bus. Because it it <laughs> transfers data and connections yes uh i'm a bus on the cereal <laughs> yeah brandon is the food guy and i would love a cereal bus a cereal bus <laughs> <laughs> love to get on a cereal bus it sounds fun all aboard yeah. <laughs> i saw a thing recently pre-pandemic where like the up-and-coming thing in europe were like these cereal bars where you can go and get not like a cereal bar but like a bar where oh, they yeah. had like yeah. cereal to yeah. Uh, anyway, it's nineteen ninety five, so of course Windows ninety five. Huge. Um, big, big is, news. Huge. It's a had huge it. deal. Roll the clip. Uh <laughs> Dave enforcing a clip upon Brandon. Yeah. You don't have the um, clip? No, I have a clip. Uh so there were there were a couple commercials. One of them was kind of just like the generic commercial. This one, I'm not going to show the whole thing again because it's very long, but just to hear some sound bites from this advertisement uh, about about Windows 95. Let's play some of this. I had Windows 95. (laughs) 
Ready for adventure? Whip it on me! Welcome, friends, where the fun never ends. Let's say twelve. Oh, I love it when you speak French. Oh. What shall we do today? Mountain climbing? Hula dancing? Our relationship is getting stale. Of all the half-baked ideas. No way. Oh, my God. to grow. We need a new outlook. You want to see other people? No, I just want a new operating system. All right. What's the diagnosis? Doss is going bye-bye. Elective surgery. Let's open her up. With Windows 95, you can unlock the potential in personal computing. What you do now will be easier and faster. What you want to do and more This thing is goes now on possible. forever. And it's insane. And you do will be more fun. My head's on board, but uh, what can I do? My hands are tied. You need the Microsoft Natural Keyboard. It's a whole new company. Like it just it just Could keeps keeps going. Right direction? How about a hands-on demonstration? Oh my god. My point exactly. The old way isn't a comfortable position. I can fix that. <laughs> so it's basically Microsoft just like a whole like, a lift here, like uh, keynote there. address type video up. of Voila. showing all the features Ooh, of Windows 95. And there's this Play actor in. just doing all these <laughs> different parts. <laughs> character. So amazing. Um, relaxed posture just like performance, like multi-character performance. And special yeah. Who is Obviously, you know, I don't know. Obviously, it's very Tim and Eric-like production. It felt like that. Uh, yeah. It's shocking how like the not 2005 is or 2000, you know, or whatever that. Whenever Tim and Eric came out, I forgot right. it was like really like that back then. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no like. Yeah. Uh, uh, it wasn't making fun of it. It was just yeah, there, what it was. Tim, Tim and Eric are making fun of a very real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like all those like infomercials Holy and and crap. stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. I I really that's pretty pretty brilliant. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's. I, it's I thought really you might funny. have. I mean, I I like that you show this because it's, I've never seen this before. I thought you were gonna show the clip of them like rocking out to the Stones. The Stones, yeah. I so I was gonna show if, in case you guys didn't remember that or know about that. Dan, do you know about that? Uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates and his boys are all just like jamming out to the Stones yeah, on, that, on stage, introducing Windows ninety five. Yeah, they, this is a big like meme currently. Yeah. Yeah, start start me up. <laughs> just the nerdiest, most uncoordinated dudes. Like, yeah, they're just psyched. Polos and uh, clapping and. But it's funny because yeah. the st like the, it's in the actual commercial too. Start me up, like the actual like campaign that they launched. That's perfect. Which makes me really realize, like, I guess it's something that we're all like consciously aware of, but I've never really just thought it out loud. Like the the Stones. They love licensing their stuff more than probably any band. Like think of like <laughs> think about all the Scorsese stuff, you know, like they're not they've never been shy about like like put, like letting their songs be in media at all. Whereas, yeah. you know, a lot of artists are obviously a lot more protective and and uh, to them and like like you too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just Enforcing well, their music Marty's upon the a world. Close personal <laughs> right. friend, so it's a little different with Marty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's brilliant. Um, start me up. It's a computer, right? You gotta start it up. Start up the browser. Start up the system. I mean, sometimes they don't really mesh well the songs they pick for these things. This is like, uh, I mean, too too, too yeah. perfect. 
this was just the beginning of uh, the dot com boom. Like this is this is you know consumers having access to the internet, um, having home PCs, and uh, this is just where it all really really um, takes off. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. First computer in my house, Windows ninety five. Did you guys have have it? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. For, for sure. sure. I remember the games were I pretty. Think you fun. had to. I um, think you, you weren't allowed to have anything else. <laughs> well, it was yeah. I mean, I'm, I certainly I, didn't know. Kidding. I mean, I certainly didn't know anybody with anybody else. But like, that's was, true. I didn't know any. We, I didn't know any home that didn't have like Windows ninety five. Were Mac desktops a thing yet? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, yeah, f- they beforehand, were beforehand. Yeah, beforehand. Even beforehand. Right? Yeah, like yeah. What what was a not MacBook? What what do you call it? Um, Macintosh computer. iMac. I, iMac. It was called an well, iMac. The, I think it was the Macintosh back then. Yeah, I actually had a family friend who had a Macintosh. Now that I think of it, and it was, I thought it was actually kind of cooler. Yeah, then you get Windows ninety eight a few years later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not there yet, Dan. All right little preview though so there you go there's some there's some technology for 90 90 19 5 <laughs> 90 95 thanks for coming to my tech talk <laughs> <laughs> i remember playing snake a lot on the windows 95 computer it was a good snake game on there you you probably yeah you would doom you snake <laughs> there's a game i liked called chips challenge it was really fun mine's oh mine's wait sweet. Mind Holy sweat, mind shit! Sweeper, chips, mind swept challenge. Yeah, Brandon, remember chips challenge? It's pretty fun. Chip challenge. You collect keys. Second. You have to collect keys. Mind swept. Oh my god! Mind yes. shafter. Mind I forgot shafter? about that. Uh, yeah, Dave keeps mind trying to sweeper, say mind sweeper. Mind sweeper. Mind sweeper. <laughs> um, there was also one Power Pete. I, I Power used Pete. to play. Oh my god! This is the rise of solitaire. Oh yeah, I got good. <laughs> so, I got good at solitaire at one point. Do- <laughs> oh, you got good at it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the games that I didn't know how to play back then, I really like now. Like Free Cell is fun, and Minesweeper is great. I, but I didn't know I how to play. Still don't then. know how to play Hearts. I don't know how to play. Yeah, it hearts. took me a while. Hearts is fun too. Took me a while. I learned hearts how to play. is fun too. Oh, chess! I used to play chess a lot on uh, Windows ninety five computer. Yeah, that's been around for ages, Dan. <laughs> Not on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Move on. So my next segment here is similarly short like Brandon's was, even though Brandon's segment wasn't that short. Neither is mine, but I'm going to say it's short. (laughs) (laughs) To cover your ass. Sports in 1995. I didn't find anything particularly interesting, but uh, before I jump in, this is your French sportscaster, Jacques H. Jacques H. It it burns. (laughs) Help me. All right. Um, in uh, Major League Baseball, jump into the sports section. Atlanta Braves win the World Series over yes. the Cleveland Indians. This is wow. Yeah, we're the home of the Brave. <laughs> I remember Dang. this is also like I said last year. This is also a big Ken Griffey Jr. year. I remember. Well, he had a big year last year too. Yeah, video game wise, right? <laughs> um, but I remember this year just being a Yankee fan. This is when the Yankees in the playoffs lost to the Mariners because, you know, Ken Griffey was just so good. I mean, not just because of Ken Griffey, but he was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was Don Mattingly, who had a long, successful career with the Yankees. Uh, this was his last year. Don. And you were hoping the Yankees could win one with Don Mattingly for his last year, but they didn't. They lost to the Mariners, but the Braves ended up winning the World Series over the Cleveland Indians. In the NBA, 
Again, no bowls yet, right? The Bulls' second reign doesn't start yet. So in, in the in-between time, the Houston Rockets sweep the Orlando Magic in the finals. This is, um, I think this whole season is the big Shaq and Penny year. With the like, This is Shaq's entry into the um, oh, yeah. into the NBA. The Orlando Magic, it's another good 30 for 30. The Shaq and Penny, really, really fun to watch. Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal, both really great. But they lost. The Houston Rockets kicked their butt in the finals. Who did the Rockets have? Elijah. Um, Lonzo Morton? Kenny. No. Kenny. He's on... Uh, Kenny? The the NBA on, on TNT, right? Is it oh, oh um, Kenny. Kenny Jones. Connie Jones? Right. Jones? It's him. Jones? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm terrible. Uh, but besides him, is it... Uh, is it Hakeem is it, oh yeah right Elijah Wan. oh Elijah um, so, is on that team yeah oh, okay. yeah um, in, real the, quick da- real quick Dan yeah. just because you made me think of the Braves a stat that I heard the other day that I used to know it's one of the the craziest baseball stats I've ever heard because Greg Maddox was a pitcher on that Braves team yeah right so in his career I just pulled it up because I couldn't remember the numbers but this is this is insane he faced over twenty thousand batters in his career. Right. Okay. Only 310 ever saw a 3-0 count. And 177 of them were intentional walks. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. That's, <laughs> that's, in, just, that's insane. He's just very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, also in baseball, uh, this is when Cal Ripken breaks Lou Gehrig's record of the most consecutive games played in a row. Right. Um, so that was a big right. deal. That was a record that it held for a long time in baseball. So that was like probably the biggest thing to happen in baseball that year. The Tour de France, um, you know, goes on every year. The big cycling race. There was a big accident where someone died <laughs> in the Tour de France. Oh man! Um, oh. So that was like a crazy thing. But this year, I decided to highlight, um, you know, something I bet that hits close to home for uh, Jacques Ich. <laughs> oh yeah, it was very tragic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, something I decided to highlight this year. So with the Super Bowl, uh, the NFL, it's Super Bowl 29. Bills nowhere to be found. We're done with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> okay. Um, this year, the San Francisco 49ers beat the San Diego Chargers. So it's a big Southern California. Well, San Francisco isn't really Southern California. It's a big California Super Bowl. And you know, the 49ers win. Uh, they beat them. I decided to highlight... I've talked about the halftime show every year. This is what I decided to highlight in my sports section this year. This halftime show is so bizarre and stupid. I I, I had to share this with you guys. Do you guys know what this halftime show is in 1995? I feel like I've seen it If once you say I've it. I've seen them all, but I forget them all. This halftime show was titled Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden okay, Eye. Okay, yeah. I, I saw it closer to this. <laughs> Brandon, are you familiar with this? No, actually. Uh, okay. It was produced by Disney to promote their Indiana Jones adventure attraction at Disneyland. Oh, my God. Uh, that opened later that year. So they did a halftime show that's Indiana Jones themed. Love that. The artists in this make no sense. It is the most bizarre and, quite frankly, dumb choice for a halftime show. I'm just going to roll roll this clip um, yeah. so you guys can see this. Um <laughs> I like that they used to do more like gimmicky things during the the halftime show. I know. So I'll just I'll jump around a little bit, but I mean, who's the beginning of it? It's just this full like Indiana Jones set. Bring to me the trophy. Huh. 
<laughs> How's the volume? Uh, it's pretty good. A lot of commotion. There's just so many people. Crazy production. Like, look at this. So it's Patty LaBelle first. Oh, man. <laughs> that's... Okay, so that's the first artist they decide to bring out. I'll fast forward a little bit. But it's her among this Indiana Jones thing. Um, people in snake costumes. Yeah. And then there's this... In between, in between each artist coming out, they do, like, different, like... Um, like Indiana Jones like skits so like like this stay behind me it's a voiceover but people are acting what's going on Doritos in the center of the stage <laughs> this is nuts Oh, but here comes the next artist. Ladies and gentlemen, the club proudly presents <laughs> the <laughs> Tony Bennett. Mr. Tony <laughs> Incomparable. More of a Vegas vibe now. Yeah, like they shifted into a Vegas vibe, even though it's Indiana Jones. Like, I don't... So no appearance from Harrison Ford? No, it's just like actors doing... Yeah, so I'll go to later in the show. LaBelle's back, back right? Patty LaBelle. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just insane. So, like, I mean, you got a sense of it. I mean, it's a mix of Indiana Jones, Patty LaBelle, and Tony Bennett. Um, but then also Arturo Sandoval, trumpet player, is featured at one point. Okay. And the and the band is the Miami Sound Machine. Oh, oh. yeah, what it's Miami mix. Sound Machine, but no, but but no Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just the Miami Sound Machine. That's the halftime show in 1995. That's like, so weird. Well, the Tony Bennett part did kind of look like the beginning of Temple of Doom, like when they do the big right. Anything Goes production number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's just Tony Bennett in a halftime show for the Super Bowl is so bizarre to me. Uh, like, Pat of the Bell sounded, sounded really good, actually. But like, she always does. Um, yeah, that's it's just f- so weird. It's not like Indiana Jones, like Clash Crusade came out that year. Yeah, they're just promoting the attraction. It's, it's just like a Disney thing. They're promoting the ride, the show. <laughs> that's what they use the halftime show for. I kind of wish he would do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Promoted attraction, like yeah. do an Avatar yeah. halftime show. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um i wanted to highlight that i mean that's that's sports this year um <laughs> a lot to do with sports but uh <laughs> that's what jacques Hitch wanted to highlight this year so uh yeah thanks, thanks Jacques. Jacques. you're welcome uh <laughs> i always forget how do you say uh, you're welcome on in french it's not si vous play no. I, 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 I said this exact thing last year we don't um, know you're I welcome think i think it. it's I, I don't know all right i gotta pee are you guys okay with that? 
Yeah. No. <laughs> so let's move on. Wait, what did we just cover? Sports? Sports. Yes. Well, let's, um, let's flip things over completely because it's all about the art now. <laughs> Where art thou? Art, you're here. Because it's here. It's the art section of Dan and Bray Presents. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo Presents. Um, so yeah, Art Bray's on. But this year, you don't need a badge because art experiences a year without crime. Can it be? <gasps> what? Oh, what? Has this ever happened in, in any year of art? No crime. No crime. Zero crime, zero <laughs> art crimes were conducted, taking place during this year. Can you believe that? That's weird. So we gotta we gotta just get our minds off of criminals and just think about pedestrians, law abiding people, and the art that they made this year. I have two pieces of note. It's another political drought year. We're not gonna do a political section. This is kind of a merger with my politics section. Because this first piece is a very political piece of art. Even though there was a government shutdown that happened this year, I'm not going to cover it. <laughs> what can you say about government if it's not happening, right? There's nothing to say. <laughs> True. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, we're doing a, a political piece of art by Larry D. Alexander. Ever heard of him? No. Larry D. Alexander. Well, he... Um, I'm going to show this to you. And um, I will put this up on Instagram uh, at Dan and Brave Presents on Instagram. All right, it's the Clinton family portrait. <laughs> Larry D. Alexander uh, did this piece. It's an oil painting on canvas uh, by Larry D. He's an American artist from Detroit, sorry, from DeMont, Arkansas. It was created in 95 this year and given as a gift to the U.S. President Bill Clinton, who is also a native of Arkansas. Right. It is a unique painting in that Alexander has done very few known oil paintings. But he figured, it's oil in the family. It's all <laughs> oil in the family. Uh, most of his paintings are done on acrylics, and there are a few done on and watercolors, but this portrait is a unique blend of cartoon likenesses and realism. It is now a permanent collection. It's now a part of the permanent con collection of the Clinton Presidential Library in Little Rock, Arkansas, Billy's hometown. So I thought this was a pretty neat piece. It's like... <laughs> It doesn't look that professional. <laughs> but, no, no, it doesn't. But I, there's, a, there's a quirky charm to it that I really like. Like, it doesn't it really might, look like yeah. Hillary. It looks the least like Hillary. It looks, it looks like Bill and it looks Chelsea. Like Bill. It looks like Chelsea, but, like, the Chelsea in particular look, looks very amateurish, not going to lie. I don't know if, like, the photo of this painting is, like, making the lighting seem insane in the True. middle. Like, because right. Chelsea's, like, blocked out. Part of her, like, um, features are kind of blocked out by this light in yeah. the middle. So it could be a bad scan. But it's if, it's, if not, it's just an interesting approach to uh, <laughs> the first family. Yeah. 
Does Bill have like a digital watch on? Yeah, yeah I was looking like at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a modern president. Looks like a shark watch. Um, it looks like Beavis and Butthead type animation. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it reminds me of. Like 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 yeah, like when watching Beavis and Butthead. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, I wonder if like Bill was like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. I, I don't really know enough about Larry D. Alexander just to know how much of like a, a big artist he was, but. Right. Um, I would hang it up. I would I would definitely hang it up in my house. <laughs> that's that's me. Anyway, so that was the first piece. Let's get into a different piece and we're not going to cover paintings anymore. This is a more experience experiential piece. Experiential piece. It's called Everyone I Ever Have Slept With 1963 to 1995 also known as the tent take a look at this okay yeah it's a artwork by tracy emin and the work was a tent oh man i don't know this word with the applicade names of literally everyone the artists ever slept with not necessarily Hmm. (laughs) had sex with okay just slept with Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it achieved okay. iconic status and was owned by Charles Saatchi uh, since its destruction in 2004 in the Mari London warehouse fire. Emin has refused to recreate the piece. So it got destroyed in 2004. For, for nine years, it was living. Um, and it's a very interesting piece. It's, like it's, big, it's this big blue tent. And if you go inside it, here's a second picture. Everyone she's ever slept with name is is in there and very artistically written out. Hmm. Yeah, like almost almost looks like like magazine cutout type letters, yeah. right? And like yeah, sort of. Some of the people she um, slept like with, names. yeah, Billy Childish, <laughs> Roberto yeah. Navicas, Frank Berby, others. It's a physical tent. Physical tent. Like this is it's an actual tent. Yeah, yeah. you go inside the tent. Um, oh, and. Make sure you go to Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to yeah, see yeah, these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow along. <laughs> yeah. Imagine going camping in this piece. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Yeah. You think you're camping, uh, you're going on a solo mission, and then you realize, oh, man, everyone this artist ever slept with is with you. It <laughs> changes the whole vibe of the trip. But, uh, as a long, lifelong camper, I really enjoy this piece. I wish it was still around. It's, it's sad that this has died before the Clinton piece. You know? Yeah. Like the Clinton it's piece better. is still around, but this one is definitely a cooler piece, and it's and it's died because it got burned up in that fire. But what can you do? Oh, and at the bottom, uh, it says, like on the floor, it says, with myself, always, always myself. myself, never forgetting. Right. Oh. So she has a very good memory. About people she slept with. <laughs> I wonder if she took notes or she just has has that great me- memory. Um, that's it for art. So two quick pieces. I thought they were very interesting. Take a look at them on Instagram and uh, comment. You know what? What do you think about art? The state of art in '95. No crimes. A little weird. Yeah, weird without. Cr- it feels weird <laughs> to not have a crime here. Yeah, I know. It's just like, yeah. For some reason, the crime is kind of a comfort. To know there's no crimes out there is it's kind of unnerving. Yeah. We need balance yeah. in the universe. Yeah. Those are the only two art pieces, Dave? That's it. 
Oh, wow. Pretty light on art this year. All right. I mean, hey, there's no Picasso or like a Dolly <laughs> at this point. So like, what, you know, what can I do? That's the name of my uh, debut album, Light on Art. Light, Light on, on Art. art. <laughs> <laughs> dandin, dandin. Lights. Well, Camera. in that case, we're going to go over to my final segment, the movie segment. Yes. Film. So... Uh, a couple of a couple of heavy hitters here in terms of like, um, you know, culture. Some things that I talked about. I don't want to say some of these other ones before we do the box office game, uh, because you know, in case there are spoilers, and you can do some more deductive reasoning. Um, so let's start with the top five movies of 1995. Start taking some guesses here. The, the biggest movies of 1995. Five. 95. Where was I? Uh, I gotta say, I'm pretty surprised at that number one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. 95? I don't even not really know. not ringing the bell. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a, yeah I, like, I was, for some reason, a little more familiar with the earlier 90s. Um, um, okay, so... How about you give us a clue? Yeah, so coming in... At number one is um, a sequel, uh, but it is not the second one. It is the third one in an action franchise. It is the third... Oh, is it Die Hard? It is a- Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, wow. 95. Yeah, like really surprised that that That's is... That's the highest grossing at 95. Yeah, and what's what's kind of snooze here? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, in 1994, the highest-grossing film, you know, Lion King uh, and Forrest Gump were both over six hundred thousand dollars, you know, at the box office. A million, million. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, million. <laughs> six hundred million. <laughs> um, whereas this number one was three hundred and sixty-six million. So like right. a pretty lighter. Okay. Pretty pretty low in comparison. Whoa. Light on art, light on art crime, light yeah. on box office take-ins. Yeah. But then as you go down, some things that are a little bit more popular. So number two is uh, a groundbreaking film in the animation lane. Toy Story. Oh, Toy, Toy, Toy Story. Story. Got it. Yeah, Got it before that, you, Dan. Shut up. <laughs> that's Got not, it before you. And I'm not even that, a Pixar Stand. Slave. <laughs> wow. Slave. I love Pixar. The new movie coming out, uh, Soul, looks amazing. Yeah, and I'm hearing that it's pretty good. That's what I hear about every single one of them. And guess what? They're always good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Toy Story number two. Number three is the 13th movie in a in a franchise. <laughs> really? 13? Oh, GoldenEye. Okay, oh, okay, shit. wait a second. <laughs> so Goldeneye is number four. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of like something with like a big oh, repertoire. Is it, um, 13, it's, what the oh, hell? Is it, is it like the, um, like, uh, what is it? It's um, it's not actually the 13th movie in, in the franchise. I was making a little joke. Oh. Oh. Huh? For like a, it was like a Friday the 13th type joke? A, a similar. Uh, that would be the right way of thinking. 13. The man who's starring in this movie, he plays. He always plays people that are really good at their job, because he's really good at playing people that are really good at their job. And this is about someone doing a job. 
it stars three men going on a mission. One of them can't go because he gets hurt, so then he gets replaced oh, by Apollo 13. Apollo 13. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Classic. So yes, ah, okay. GoldenEye was number four, so it's the first installment of the Pierce Brosnan uh, James Bond series. And then number four, number five is another, this, this is like traditional animation, um, or, or maybe not like all hand-drawn, but it's not Pixar uh, animated film. In the second round of the Disney Renaissance, I guess. Is it Hercules? Pocahontas. Not Pocahontas, yes. Ah, yep. okay. Yeah. Oh, I think Braveheart is this year. Braveheart, yeah, Braveheart, Braveheart is, this year. is this year. Not in the top Brave... 10. Not in the top 10. Whoa. That's not right. Interesting. That's yeah. not right. <laughs> Where do you get your numbers? That's not correct. <laughs> Braveheart's not number one? Nope. Um, what? Yeah. R-rated, probably. So was Die Hard. Is it? It has to be. I don't know. Is it a number one box office R-rated movie? I doubt it. Die Hard, the first one's definitely rated R. Yeah, but with a vengeance, not as violent. Oh, uh, okay. Remember you the think second? it would be because of the the name of it, but... Yeah, right. Die Hard with... That means PG-13 now? It could be PG-13. Likely. I don't know. Uh, that's. I could be wrong, but I doubt an R-rated movie's the number one movie of the year. I feel like there's no way. It happens sometimes. Um... Of the entire year, what has it ever happened? I don't think that's ever happened. Of the entire year, an R-rated movie. I, 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 I maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't think that's ever happened. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. You are. <laughs> <laughs> it is rated R. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Boom! Oh man, I'm shocked. Boom. I'm shocked. Um, I'm shocked. I I admit defeat. I can't believe it. I mean, well, I mean, I believe that that's rated R, but I can't believe that's the number one movie. So then happens, rounding out the man. top 10, we have Batman Forever. Um, oh, right, that shit. We have seven. Uh, Casper, <laughs> Dave. Love it. My favorite movie as a boy. Waterworld. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, big, it, it, it brought in big numbers. Seen as a flop, though, I think. Yeah, considered like the flop, like like the biggest flop. But that's interesting. It's, it's number still nine. The top 10. And then yeah. Jumanji. Um, uh, Coming Jumanji, in at 10. of course, yeah. Classic. Um, yeah. But also this year, so back to the Michael Crichton uh, world of movies, we have Congo, which was based off of the Michael Crichton book that was written mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And then we have the Wesley Snipes check-in. We have Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything. We have Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> Strange Days, which I've become really obsessed with Catherine Bigelow. That's become like one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, in the last year, Strange Days came out that year. Movie I've probably seen the most times in my life, Ace Ventura with Nature Calls. Oh, nice. <laughs> this was like a huge deal for me. Uh, it's re- it's really funny. I, I, I love that movie too. A Dan, a movie that you and I have referenced like hundreds of times, Nick of Time. <laughs> with, oh my God, awesome. <laughs> with Dave, Dave, have you ever seen Nick of Time? I feel like no. It's, it's fantastic. It's just, it's just like slept a, on Johnny Depp, Christopher Walken. It's like a political action thriller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit the characters. Uh, he has to do something in the nick of time. And his name isn't Nick. Like you would think his character's <laughs> name would be Nick, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's very slept, slept on. I, I love that movie. Um, and it like takes place in real time. It's like he has to get yes. something done by the end of the movie. And so it like takes place yeah. in real time. Casino came out this year. Uh, which I love, of course, yeah. and uh, Classic, and then yeah. he, as I mentioned before, Heat, 
uh, came out this year. So, and uh, uh, and the net, very um, it, modern film. Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic the, came out this year. Uh, Virtual. Uh, oh, the net, oh, the net, but the the net because the internet is like right. pretty booming right now. Well, yeah, there was three three of those movies, like very futuristic movies. The net, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, Hackers. and um, was that this year? I think so. And uh, Virtuosity, which is a Denzel one. Denzel had a pretty good year. He had um, Devil in a Blue Dress, which is a really great, great movie. And of course, Showgirls. Showgirls, yes. Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, the Tony Scott check-in. How could I forget? Another Denzel is Crimson Tide with Gene Hackman, which is awesome. Love that movie. Uh, that's another movie where it's like, uh, so many uh, it's Viggo Mortensen James Gandolfini uh, Steve Zahn Ricky Schroeder Ryan Felipe Gene Hackman and George, uh, Denzel Washington they're on a sub my favorite Ooh. of the sub movies sub movie so there we go that's the the 1995 <laughs> in film not uh, not as big as the last couple of years in terms of box not office like but year. some good stuff definitely mm-hmm. some definitely good some, some good stuff kind of a sleeper year huh yeah, when you go outside of that that uh, the top of the box office, there's there's a there's a lot of good stuff there. All right, well there we go. That's uh, we're kind of breezing through this one. Dandin, dandin. Breezing through, huh? Breezing through. It's a great. It's great for. Yeah, that's. What's so bad about that, Dan? Who said there was something bad? Who said? You implied it with your tone. No, I did. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. <laughs> You you had you had a made up implication in your head. All right. You implied. Okay. Uh, all right. I implicated you. Yeah. All right. Don't change the Danel. Yep. Yep. Ah oh, man, I got my remote ready to change it, but I I guess I'll put down the clicker. It's about to flip. Yeah. Shove that remote. Hide it in the couch. You can never find it again because it's the TV segment with Danny. So, I always like to do some hey, lists. How about this? Your Mike TV. <laughs> like from Willy Wonka. Mike TV? Isn't That's that the his character's name? name from Mike from... Uh, from Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Oh. Mike TV. You know something crazy? I never saw the original Willy Wonka. Isn't that crazy? Even till this day? Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> I like how Dave has to clear... <laughs> <laughs> until this day as if Dan was like you know I never saw it until I saw it until this <laughs> like I was trying to give Dave the benefit of the doubt like maybe he thought I meant in 1995 I guess like which would be a weird thing for me to like highlight but no up to present day never seen it I saw the shit Johnny Depp one um, I did too I hate that thing but yeah I never saw original Willy Wonka I'd probably never watch it <laughs> All right. Anyway, don't change the Daniel. Um, you have all the uh, good inter- nicknames for this show. Thank you. Sorry, or do you you like getting interrupted? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you you have to go. So, I mean, if you want to keep interrupting me, I mean, you can. I know you have to leave for a thing. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Entertainment <laughs> Weekly's um, best TV shows, right? Of each year, love listing these off. What do you think was Entertainment Weekly's best TV show of 1995? Um, Party of Five. We've said... That's <laughs> a, a, a fun guess. Remember, we've said uh, Larry uh, Sanders show. I was going to say right. Larry Shandling show. <laughs> the combination of his of his two names. Um, 
We've said X Files. We said X Files, right? Um, um, is Dexter at this point or no? Because I know people <laughs> like Dex- Dexter. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really. I never remember uh, from year to year what was what. And so Seinfeld. I'm, that was Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Seinfeld's a good guess. I don't. Friends? I don't know. Frasier. Friends. Is it, it, is oh, it is it Friends. It is unfortunately best Friends. Show? Yeah, best show of 1995 according to Entertainment Weekly. Um, also. Uh, Entertainment Weekly's list of the 100 greatest moments in television. One of the moments is from Friends. Uh, November 9th, the episode called The One Where Ross Finds Out. So that was highlighted for this year. This uh, is where Rachel reveals her feelings for Ross. <gasps> I'm going to give that a big whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you might have said it was going to be the one where they eat the cheesecake because we cover that we on Sign that. Food uh, versus Friends Food. Right. And that was a big episode, I thought. I don't know. It's not a funny show. Uh. Uh, <laughs> all right. But, uh, March 9th. Here we go, though. Episode of ER called Love's Labor Lost. I would like to watch this based on the description. Oof. It is a brutal episode in which Anthony Edwards, Dr. Green, performs a grisly C-section that saves the baby but kills the mother. Oh, man. And he meant to kill the mother? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was her wishes. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, that uh, was on an episode of ER that happened. So that's, you, that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. So you know, you know who created ER? Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Oh hell yeah! Why wasn't that on your uh, Michael Crichton thing last well, year? Michael team. Crichton's more of a movie guy, so yeah. not my thing. Um, uh, and, I, um, and, and as we've talked about, best theme song. Yes, best really theme into song. the theme song now. Er theme song is so good. Been listening to yeah. it a lot. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, Which so I, good. I didn't know until we talked about it. Did we say it last time? Was James Newton Howard, who's like like one of the big heavy hitter like film composers? Oh, uh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It kind of gets funky in the middle. Right, and then there's a piano too. But it's still pensive. Yeah. Ah, so good. All right, moving on. Um, the OJ verdict is this year. Overly talked about. We talked about the car chase last year, but the verdict yeah. is this year. Humongous cultural moment. I'm over it. Um, <laughs> too much. Too talked about, but a big deal. The My background on Zoom today um, is Drew Barrymore and David Letterman. That happens this year. It is his birthday, and she flashes Letterman on The Late Show. That was a big TV moment, TV thing. Uh, my background on Zoom is not her flashing. I just want to make that clear. It's just her standing on a desk. <laughs> it is a rated G background. Maybe PG. <laughs> ABC this year announces that an episode of the soap opera All My Children was deleted from broadcasting due to the then recent Oklahoma City bombing. And oh. the, re- the reason why this episode got deleted is because in the story villainess Janet Green was supposed to explode the church in which her ex oh. Trevor Trevor Dillon was was to marry her rival Laurel Banning and they just Laurel they decided Banning. to scrap this episode wow probably the for the better yeah they ran a rerun that day I guess so um 
All right, so let's go through quick hits of debuts and then finales in 1995, and there's one thing that I will highlight, um, TV moment of the year. So debuts in 1995. Um, yeah, just overall, like, kind of a weirder year. Like, these debuts are nothing, not too much particularly amazing. Like, Taxi Cab Confessions debuts <laughs> at, uh, at HBO. Um, kind of a kinky show, right, at points? Yeah, sometimes. I remember watching it. would get sexual it. in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people would bang back there. They'd bang. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I watched it. Um, okay, actually, you know what? This is a big deal. The WB launches this year. The channel, oh. the WB, yeah. And oh, with, wow. the, with the frog? Good question. I think so. <laughs> I mean, probably. Um, they go hand in hand, I feel like. The uh, the Wayans brothers have a show on WB. Watch um, it. Yeah. Hilarious. Their show, their show launches. Yeah. Uh, a few others. Um, this is actually a big deal because it launched the careers of a, of a few different animators. Uh, what a cartoon on Cartoon Network. Remember What a Cartoon? I think it turned into Cartoon Cartoon. Oh, uh, was, yeah. Cartoon Cartoon, yeah. But there yeah, was okay. What a Cartoon originally, which was the oh, same okay. thing. It, it was shorts. It was like... Right, uh, animated shorts. It launched the career. Like I think Seth MacFarlane actually started like on this, and it oh. kind of launched his career among others. Jendi Tartakovsky, um, uh, Tartakovsky, so so great. Yes, I think he did like Dexter and Powerpuff Girls. Like, a lot of Jack. Yeah. yeah. Um, news radio and NBC. Good show. Um, Joe yeah, Rogan. That. Right, Joe Rogan. Um, the Outer Limits on Showtime, like a Twilight Zone type of thing, but more like alien focused, I think. Um, the WB Real is Sports such, with Brian Gumble. It's such a better market. Like it, it's such a better identity than the CW. The WB? You think so? Yeah, it was cooler. The WB, I mean, also it was like you were the age to watch it, and then you you aged out of it by the time it came the CW. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just mean like the logo, like the like everything about it was just it, it's it's like classic. The frog. The yeah. CW doesn't even stand for anything. Can't watch CW. Thanks <laughs> for. Um, all right, uh, Road Rules on MTV. Big great show. Um, Freakazoid on WB as well. Love Freakazoid. That was my first ever screen name, actually. It was uh, Freakazoid. It was D. It was D. Freakazoid Twenty One. Nice. Yeah, Freakazoid like, was was fun, fast yeah. paced, humor. Very much like Animaniacs. You know, same style. animation, yeah, same create, same creator. I think. Um, oh, did um Spielberg also produce it or present it? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's like the same kind of thing. Uh, Pinky and the Brain had their own show, also right. on WB. Yeah. Um, the Drew Carey Show premiered this year on ABC. Um, Cleveland Rocks. Yes, and it was Steven yes, Spielberg presents Freakazoid. Great theme song. Freakazoid. 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 Oh, a show starring the greatest male vocalist of all time, Brotherly Love. Joey Lawrence um, <laughs> on NBC. Uh, you have Wishbone on PBS, classic. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I used to love the tales he would tell. Yes. He would um, tell like classic um, literature stories. Yeah. He would act them out as the lead character. And he's a yep. little dog. He's a little fucking yeah, exactly. Jack exactly. Russell it was great. or something. Yep. Mad TV. Pr- Mad TV premieres this year on Fox. Classic. Better than SNL at points. Sometimes, sure. 
Uh, Goosebumps, the show on Fox. Brandon highlighted the Goosebumps books, and now you have the show on Fox. Uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David on HBO kind of gained a, like a, more of a cult following, I think. Um, great sketch comedy, brilliant sketch comedy show, like flowing. Like it's not individual sketches. Like they, they created like a narrative where the where the sketches flow into each other. It was very it was very good. Little Bear on Nick Jr. <laughs> uh, the History Channel debuts this year. The History Daniel or Channel? Ooh, <laughs> this is a channel. History Daniel's different. Um, UPN debuts this year, and the Golf Channel debuts this year. UPN was sick. <laughs> Okay, finales this year. Uh, My brother and me, a Nickelodeon. I think you guys remember that show that ended this year. Yeah, uh, um, it was with. Um, it's on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think what's his name from Smart Guy. Oh, he's uh, in that. Was in it. Uh, not not Taj, the older brother. Um, oh, I think yeah. He, uh, Jason Weaver, who's seen a bunch of stuff. He was in a Drumline. He was a voice in Lion King, or the singing voice in Lion King. Okay, um, two stupid dogs was a finale because it was actually originally on TBS and then syndicated on Cartoon Network. I, I remember that. Uh, Star Search finale on for decades. That ended uh, in 1995. Blossom ended in 95. The other Joey Lawrence again. He transitioned from Blossom to his own show to be the lead right. character. Exactly. The Critic was the finale in 1995 because of that animated show. Yeah. Um, yes. Full House finale 1995. Full House comes uh, to an end. Gone too soon. <laughs> Supermarket Sweep ends after many decades, but then it returns in 2000. Love Connection ends, as we, we've talked about that before. The State ends, kind of not very long of a run, like one or two years of The State. Yo! MTV Raps, very important, you know, classic show on MTV that ends in 95. And as rap is getting huger, Yo! MTV Raps. Raps, yeah, because it's less it's, it's less of a niche thing. It's just like a mainstream right. thing. It's, True. it's crossing over into pop. Exactly. Family Feud actually ends in '95. It doesn't come back till '99. Oh, um, yeah. So it had like a few year gap, uh, at least of new episodes. Uh, Batman the animated series, amazing. That comes to an end in '95. Yeah, Batman Forever Ooh. killed it. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple ends in '95. And where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? I think it just premiered actually like last year and it ends now. So it's kind of a short run for new episodes of that show. Oh, man. Um, I've watched that thing all the time, I feel like. I know. It, it's, it, it's it, just felt like, hev- it felt that way. I know. I know. A lot of these shows, I think, are just heavily syndicated. Um, with TV, um, you know, OJ was like the big thing, you know, this year, you know, with, with that, that trial that just took over, you know, television. I mentioned that episode of Friends. Um, and ER, those are big shows. You but did, did. So, something I mentioned a couple of years ago that I wanted to highlight at some point, I decided to do it this year. It's big on television every year. It actually could definitely fit in my sports section too, but I decided to highlight it in the TV section is wrestling. Yeah, Wrestling is just thriving in the 90s, right? It's getting more and more popular. I probably should have waited to highlight wrestling until probably a little later in the yeah, decade. when it's like. Doing? <laughs> Peak Stone Cold and like the Rock Stone and, Cold those guys. and those guys. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you want me to just not do this? Do it in '98 when they yeah, get to become it. yeah. it's the Attitude Era. Uh. All right. That's my se- that's my segment then. <laughs> <laughs> I just listed shows that came out and and finale. That's fine. I have a pretty great clip of Ric Flair here from 1995. 
It's like the WCW. Because uh, there wasn't much else I wanted to really highlight in 95. I think you got to show like a Stone Cold clip. But I mean... I could do can, that. Can, I was I was thinking back. about doing that in more of a sports section in like a later year. You can still come but, back and do it if you want. If you want to show this now. Yeah, I mean, it's not even. It's not like a particularly big moment in wrestling. It's just like a random wrestling clip I found of Ric Flair because he's just somebody that every clip of him is so amazing. Yeah. If you're familiar with, he Ric was Flair. one of my favorites. Yeah, it's just it's really funny and insane. Now nah, I'm gonna play this. I know Dave doesn't want me to, but play it. I love Ric Flair. <laughs> Nature Boy. I always thought that was interesting. He was called the nature boy, but he was all about like being fancy. Right. What is that? It it seems like it's not (laughs) compatible with that nickname, like his, his style. So, um, yeah, no. (laughs) Right. Am I wrong? What is a nature boy? No. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. He's not Um, like coming out with like an overalls and a piece of hay in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, right? Because he's very like his whole thing is being like yeah, gold like fresh. watches, like yeah. sparkly robes and stuff. So, all right, this specific clip, this is just like a random thing from 1995. So I wanted to highlight some wrestling stuff. Yeah, you know, what? I'll just play this and I'll return to wrestling at some point you you know, later in the decade. Yeah. So this specific, this is WCW. Um, this is the day after Halloween Havoc in Detroit, <laughs> which I think was a big pay per view that year. So. And like later in the decade, I'm going to highlight more WWF, right? Which really takes over. This is more WCW. So I think it's good to highlight both with wrestling in the 90s. Yeah. Um, So the WCW US champion Sting and Ric Flair, they defeated Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. So these are the other two guys in this video via disqualification when Flair attacked his partner, uh, Sting, who's who's his partner at the time. So Flair... Attack Sting, Flair in street clothes, finally appeared uh, with his head bandaged after reportedly being attacked backstage before the show by Anderson and Pillman. When Sting finally tagged Flair in, Flair joined in triple in triple teaming Sting and peeled off his bandage to reveal it was a setup. So, so Flair betrayed Sting, his own partner, with these two other guys, Anderson and Pillman. And they continued to attack Sting until officials covered Sting's body. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> moments later, moments later, Gene Okerlund interviewed the three in the aisle during which Flair said the horsemen were reunited. I guess they're the horsemen. And Sting was then helped backstage by the trainer. The clip I'm going to show is the day after this happened. <laughs> And this is Flair with his buddies, which were in secret. They were the, I guess they were the horsemen. He betrayed his own partner, Sting. Right. I um, remember the horsemen. So, yeah, it's uh, Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. But I just wanted, I wanted to mostly highlight just Ric Flair in this specific clip because he's a maniac. Oh, what that means, tell him, Nate. And brother, doesn't ever feel good. <laughs> like, what did he just say? And brother oh doesn't ever doesn't ever feel good or something like that. Yeah. Somebody go get me a bag. I want to vomit. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> We're back. We're back. <laughs> and whether you like it or you don't like it, learn by God to love it because it's the best thing going today. <laughs> You're like a lot of women. We deal with every day. We're gonna tell you what you wanna hear. We're gonna do what we wanna do. And if you don't like it, 
If your friends don't like it, next Monday night on Nitro, the Horsemen will be in town, ready <laughs> to go to work. Woo! <laughs> and we'll have more after the next on Nitro. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you hear the announcer? The announcer yeah. was just like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's so funny. And like, it's, it's not just his voice. It's his movements. Like he does the, like the, uh, like with his arms, like, oh and my the, God. And the outfit, like he looks like he works at a furniture <laughs> store. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing like khakis. He always wears yeah, khakis like, and, and like button downs. Button down. like, yeah. But it's like a silk button down. <laughs> There's just there's so much I could possibly show with wrestling. Right. I, you know, I, I haven't highlighted it yet, but I wanted to make sure to highlight Ric Flair because I probably won't highlight him again in the decade. Um, he's just such a maniac, and there's so many great YouTube videos of just like all of his promo clips and like uh, like because I mean that's that's the best part of wrestling. It's that stuff. It's yeah, not, not the even really the matches. It's the storylines and the promo like stuff and like yeah. hyping the matches. That's the, that's the best stuff. But yeah, I will, I will highlight WWF. You're right. I should, uh, cause it was such a big deal in, in the nineties. Uh, but I wanted to make sure to highlight WCW. I think actually this year is the premiere of WCW Monday night nitro nitro. Yeah. I think that was the big WCW thing. And also I saw clips of sting not the singer, the wrestler, uh-huh. um, throughout this year. This is before he has, like, I, or it's either before or after he has, like, the makeup that we know him for. Like, the he has crow. a different look. He looks more like the crow. Right. He ends up looking more like the crow. He doesn't have that look this year. It's he more looks, colorful, right? He had like, it's a more colorful, colorful makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Ric Flair uh, betrayed him to re- reunite with the horseman. <laughs> Does he die and become, like, the crow like figure? Oh, maybe. Maybe it's like a cane. Maybe it's like a, a like an Undertaker thing. Undertaker, where, thing. Undertaker dies all the time. Yeah, yeah. He, like. he, he becomes more. He becomes like darker. His his image becomes darker. But um, WCW was great because it was like it was mainly like older WWF wrestlers who just got better contracts at WCW. They got paid more, so they would go over to WCW. Yeah, right. like, and they were like Hollywood. older. They were like it's funny. A lot of them were like in their forties and like. Right, like I remember watching like it was like Razor Ramon and Diesel, but then they were you know Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Yeah, like they just yeah Goldberg was like a big WCW guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a few people that's like they debuted in WCW. Booker T, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. Yes, um, Sting too. Then, I think Sting is a WCW guy. Yeah, right. he's yeah. a WCW guy. I, th- mm-hmm. I think Hulk Hogan is in WCW. He eventually, he, he eventually becomes Hollywood Hogan, right? Yeah, well, Hollywood yeah, Hogan. but he, he is Hulk Hogan at first, and then he does the NWO and becomes yes. Hollywood Hogan. Right, right, right. yep. The NWO, yeah. <laughs> it's like all these different New like World affiliations <laughs> and groups, and like. Man, I, yeah, there's so much to cut. Like, I should do like a whole segment on Suck It. Like, Suck It Suck was It so was big. so good, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so huge, yeah. <laughs> just, as a, just as a thing, kid, just saying Suck Every it. kid our age is going Suck so, Yeah, so we'll talk about this stuff. Um, <laughs> I'll be curious to see what year. It's probably like 98 or so. I think it's like 97, really, 98, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So we'll return to it, but I didn't have much in TV this year, so I wanted to highlight something. I thought about maybe finding a clip from the debut season of Mad TV, but I thought this would be better. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I weirdly have to pee again. Uh, may I get nervous before I have to do my <laughs> segments, but... 
Man, I think you got a problem. I know. I'm drinking too many liquids these days. All right, I'll be right back with uh, fashion. Okay. So I'm going to get into my fashion segment. Just killed a fly. Um, fashion. You just, yeah, you said it. Fashion. Very fly. Fly and is an appropriate word for this segment. It's a phrase you would use if you want to compliment someone for their fashion, especially in the 90s, mid-90s, 1995. Very um, mid. We're very mid. Very mid. <laughs> We finally got over that hump. We're on the other side. Not recent. Not recent, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fashion. Fashion. This year, we're going to take a break from the catwalk, and I'm going to get behind the cat desk, because we're doing something <laughs> a little bit different. We're doing fashion news. So, uh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm just going to read off the headlines from this year in fashion like a true news magazine yeah that's what i figured like let's let's really like um get comfortable with that assessment of the show this um (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm trying to figure out how to to share a screen because yes it's fashion news but there's still gonna be visuals for my for everybody Go, why don't you head over to dan and brave presents uh at instagram yeah it's a multimedia experience what you're about to enter into yeah cross-platform multimedia experience can you see my safari yes all right then let's get this fashion news up and running Wait, first page the first news item that just came to my desk let's read it i don't see it so this year Fashion models Claudia Schiffer, Christy Turlington, Elle okay, McPherson. I, I, st- I still can't see it. <laughs> I, what? See what? Your screen. I, I can. That's weird. Oh, is it because I have my dual monitor off? I got to turn my dual monitor on. I think maybe that window may be floating over on the right side of my screen. Hold on. Hold that thought. This is a fashion news first getting interrupted by a non-anchor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll keep holding. It, ah. Like a lot of models, like have to learn how to just like stand for a while and wait. Close. Yeah. Okay. There it is. It was floating on the other monitor. Great to know. Great to know. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> here's the first news item that came to my desk, the cat desk. It is this. In 1995, fashion models Claudia Schiffer, Christy Carlington, Elle McPherson. <laughs> And Naomi Campbell invested in a chain of restaurants called the Fashion Cafe. Do you know about this one? No. (laughs) No. Um, The Associated Press called the chain a couture version of Planet Hollywood and the Hard Cock Cafe? No, Hard Rock Cafe. (laughs) But the porno people should do Hard Cock Cafe, I think. Yeah, the porno people. The porno (laughs) people. The porno people. Um... I just learned this reading this right now that the directors of the fashion cafe were arrested three years later for fraud, bankruptcy, and money laundering. So it wasn't that much of a success, but it was a definitely a fashion news story of the year. I heard that the fashion cafe is now serving breakfast, lunch, dinner, and lawsuits. <laughs> Who is that? Uh... 
who is that in the middle? Oh, good question. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know how to answer. <laughs> okay. I don't know who it is. It's it's probably it's probably one of the um, directors of the Fashion Cafe who got arrested three years later. For what, fraud. what do you mean you don't know how to answer? Just say you, <laughs> because just I don't say, have an answer. Just say you don't you don't know. That's oh, how, okay. that's how you answer that question. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> no, that's, no, no, that's not a response that makes sense to that question. Okay. Because you know how to answer something you don't know. You just say, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Okay, I'll have to, I gotta come clean. I'm not as big of a fashion know-it-all as I, as it maybe previously, previously it seemed. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. You're, you're an icon. How, how is this different from what you normally do also? Um... <laughs> Well, usually, <laughs> well, usually I just say like, "Oh, check out this piece of fashion." Right. Now I'm telling you stories. That was a story I about the it. fashion world. I am intrigued by the fashion in this picture, also, though. Yes, but it's not the focus of what we're talking about here today. It's about the story. The okay. cafe. The cafe is the story. I got it. Fashion cafe. Okay. Okay. This next thing uh, is so outside of what I've done before. <laughs> Um, the headline um, that goes like this. In 1995, adverts promoting Calvin Klein jeans received criticism for being amateur porn and borderline kitty porn. Oh, oh, Jesus. Yikes. Uh, shot by the world-renowned photographer Stephen Meisel, this campaign may have been one of the brand's most controversial. <laughs> not the most? <laughs> one accused of kitty <laughs> porn of is not the most? <laughs> Models were shot in a wood-paneled room and people criticized them for looking like amateur porn. CK, Calvin Klein, not Louis, uh, faced backlash from parents, from child welfare authorities, and the American Family Association. Uh, the Justice Department even opened an investigation on whether or not CK, it's Calvin Klein, not Louie, had violated child pornography laws. But the case was dropped when it, it was confirmed that the models were, in fact, adults. So I have like a little sample of it. It's a weird <laughs> promotion for sure. <laughs> okay. All right, let's, let's let this run real quick. Get a taste okay. of what was... a. One of the most controversial things uh, Calvin Klein ever did uh, in terms of advertisement. Let's check it out. Uh, pretty blue eyes. Thanks. Where'd you get them from? What's your name? Brandon. How old are you? 20. Where are you from? Kentucky. Kentucky? Yes. Well, that's where you got the blue eyes. Mm -hmm. What are you wearing? Pardon? What are you wearing? Short shorts. They fit real oh. well. Thanks. Uh, that uh, is uh. such a weird, <laughs> such a weird that? vibe. That's an Why? ad. Yikes. <laughs> like what? That is yeah. That is unsettling. Yeah, that's that's porn. <laughs> it's not actual porn. Like there's no penetration or any like like sexual acts. It's preamble. It's, it's, it's porn. Preamble. Like a preamble it's prelude to porn. to porn. Yeah. Prelude yeah. to porn. There's like a whole like um. Subdivision of porn videos that start like this with yeah, some guy behind yeah, a camera interviewing yes. a subject and saying like, "Where you're from?" Like, yeah, oh, so, oh, yeah, so what are you the, wearing? It's the casting category, the yeah. casting couch <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. That is very unsettling. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I hate it. But it's not child porn. I will say that. I think that's a little too far to say it's child porn. Yeah, yeah was, to, to its credit. <laughs> 
That's too drastic. I mean, that one ad is not. I mean, if there was other ads with younger kids, they're all over age. Oh, uh, over age. Dave, Dave is defending the ad. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that, like, if you saw this, it would make you feel uncomfortable. Like, it made me feel uncomfortable, but they're not necessarily doing anything wrong. I yes, guess. it's just, it's a, just a, poor, a weird, poor decision making. Yeah. 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 It's a weird angle. Like, why even do that? So they Agreed. did it, and we're talking about it, so it worked. <laughs> um,. <laughs> 25 years later gonna go get still. some uh <laughs> levi short shorts um many calvin uh many oh. religious groups uh went on record shaming the ads but um not surprisingly the calvinist kept quiet on this one they kept quiet on this one the calvinist the calvinist <laughs> oh okay calvin klein he's still thinking it's levi that's why he didn't get the joke gotcha uh, <laughs> All right, next news item. <laughs> I love this. They keep coming to my desk, so let me read it. Clueless came out this year. Clueless, the coming-of-age yeah. comedy starring Alicia Silverstone, previously of the Aerosmith videos. Um, <laughs> this movie is directed by Amy Heckerling, and it premieres in 95, uh, and it popularizes the trend of schoolgirl chic, which consists of plaid, uh, tartan skirts, Sweaters, a knee-high socks, you know the clueless look. Oh yeah, really big for the '90s. Great, and great, um, movie. great movie, great movie, great, great movie too. Movie. Pro- probably my favorite teen comedy of the '90s. These girls may be clueless, but they sure ain't shoeless. Have you seen their closets? We <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of shoes. <laughs> the rich. Okay, so that's a pretty quick story, but it was important for fashion this year. They uh, they took Polaroids in the movie. They refused to use mirrors for their fashion. They, oh, only, yeah. they only took pictures of each other. <laughs> I love that. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. But I think the best teen comedy of the 90s is Can't Hardly Wait. Thank you. That's Danny's opinion. Corner. Nah, this one's funnier and nah. more. Yeah. Nah, Can't Hardly Wait is. Un- nah, Can't Hardly Wait's a little funnier. I am I am team Clueless all the way. I love Clueless. I love Clueless. Don't get no, me you, the best. you clearly don't. I you love it. Don't. It's number two. Number two teen comedy in the 90s. Can't hardly what is his name? A- Ambro- Ambrose en- Ensign? Who's mm-hmm. the guy in those movies? <laughs> in- Ambrose Ensign in what movie? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it can't hardly wait. Yeah. Ambrose Ensign? <laughs> the, uh, the kid who's also in that thing you do? Yeah, I know what you're saying. That actor? Yeah. Eagleburg, e- I, whatever. I don't know Eagle, his name. Like Ethan Ethan or something? His name's like Ethan or Ethan Embry. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. What what was the first name you said? Angle Ensign? Ambrose? <laughs> Ambrose. Andrew, Andrews? <laughs> Alright, anyway, so sorry for that, but not sorry. Danny's opinion corner. Okay, oh, so <laughs> what a take. Here we go. The news keeps happening in 95 in the fashion world. Um, because in, also in 95, South Korean company Samsung answered a classified ad and invests in FUBU. Wait, <laughs> what? What? South Korean company Samsung answered a classified ad and invests in FUBU. They answered a classified ad? Yeah. It was an ad asking for investors? I guess it was. And uh, that's, 
Yeah, Isn't that, that's Damon John, right? Yeah. Samsung was originally looking for some part-time work as a piece of delivery boy <laughs> when they stumbled upon the FUBU classified. <laughs> for us, uh, by us. For us, by us. And then it really blows up like late 90s, I'd say. Yeah, FUBU. We're seeing it everywhere. But I didn't know um, Samsung had a hand in any of this. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that either. This is a crossing over of the tech world and the fashion world. Very interesting. FUBU destined for the racks at Marshalls and TJ Maxx. <laughs> just, just remember seeing that in my youth. Yeah. Um, also in 95... One of the big five supermodels, Cindy Crawford, she didn't get involved in the fashion cafe. She wanted to go into the movies. She broke into the movies as the female lead in the movie Fair Game, uh, co-starring William Baldwin. <laughs> Baldwin? Baldwind. <laughs> Baldwin. What a better name. Her performance was panned by critics. Leonard Maltin commented by saying, in her acting debut, supermodel Crawford makes a good jogger. Is that creepy? What does that mean? Uh, yeah. Don't yeah, like it. I don't like yeah, how I hate that, that sounds. Leonard, um, poor taste. It's like a boob bouncing thing. Oh. That's, 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 that's what that's I think. That's bad. That's really I bad. Like I mean, that. That, that's immediately what I think when you say something like that. Like That's just not what I think of when I think of Leonard Maltin. Like, he always comes yeah. off as like kind of like Shame a, prude, on him. A, a prude boy. That's so shameful. The film was also a financial failure, which with expenses of fifty million and uh, only eleven million takings at the box office. So big, bada, bo- big box office bomber. I guess the critics took the film title too much to heart, turning their written pieces into a GD hunt against Cindy. Folks, it's Crawford season. For these hunters, these critics. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the movie again? I'm sorry. It's called Fair Game. And okay. I also thought if like maybe if she stayed with Richard Gere, who she famously broke up with either this year or last year, I forget. Right. He could have given her some pointers. But um because he he's he's the actor in the family, or he was, and then, you know. Maybe if she stayed with Richard her performance would have been a little bit better because he's a pretty seasoned actor. I'm just thinking. I don't know if it's worth it to stay in a relationship for that reason, but maybe it would have been. Maybe. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I was just trying to get some reaction from somebody (laughs) so I can move on. Okay, thank you. This is a fair game poster. Okay, I've yeah, I've seen that. Oh, I I think maybe I've not seen, seen this movie. movie. I've not seen the movie. I've seen that poster. Right. Famous poster. No, I've not seen this movie. I've seen a similar vibe. <laughs> so you've seen posters like this. I've seen an, a, another William Baldwin movie that's probably the same exact vibe as this. Okay. Well, have you seen this next ad? You've seen a lot of things, Dan, but have you seen this next ad? Let's find out. Let's because find out. Also in '95, Italian brand Fiorucci regains some of its former notoriety with a poster campaign for its jeans featuring a naked woman's buttocks and pink furry handcuffs, which became an instant bestseller. Oh, which became instant bestsellers. The jeans they they became instant bestsellers. Got it. 
Okay, check out the photo. <laughs> my God. That was oh my an God. ad. An ad for jeans. A woman <laughs> in the United completely States. Naked. I'm not sure. But these are Italian people, so it maybe it was only in Italy. But um they got their groove back. They started selling jeans again after the butts came out and the handcuffs came on. Yeah. And uh that's who, weird. Who profited the most from a big ass on a big ass billboard? A couple of old farts. <laughs> Uh, thank you. <laughs> a couple of old Italian farts. Okay, so um, get rid of also, this. I'm getting starting to get grossed out now by the image. I can't. <laughs> I was in, I was into it at first. Now I just feel weird. All right, well I got to keep it on for a couple more seconds as I read the beginning of this next news item. I'll shut my eyes. In '95, <laughs> Dan's gonna be eyes wide shut. If you know what I mean. His <laughs> yep. eyes are going to be actually, actually be open. Okay, so here we go. In 1995, also, Diesel launched one of the first significant fashion retail websites. Like Kevin Nash? Diesel. Wait, was Diesel Kevin Nash? It's funny. Oh, fuck. That's so funny because like, I actually meant to prepare a photo of, of Kevin Nash Diesel, but then I forgot <laughs> to do that. Damn it. Wait, well, I don't understand the reference. Is it a wrestling thing? Yes. Yeah, the wrestler, Kevin Nash, he was known as Diesel in the WWF. F. F. Oh. I'm so upset. I'm really <laughs> upset right now. This is shitty. If this happened, if we recorded this two weeks ago, I would have had that picture up and ready. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, not sure what you're talking about. That's very confusing for the listeners. All right. In 95, Diesel launched one of the first significant fashion retail websites, which housed images of each of its collections. Uh, Unleaded Plus and Premium also launched their retail websites <laughs> a year later to lesser notice. Dave, also, the images you share while we're recording don't matter at all. Just share it. Just like, just share it on Instagram. <laughs> It's fine. Who cares? You're right. <laughs> well, it's a reference for us to comment. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it on Instagram. Okay, here we go. This next one, actually, I think this next image does matter because it's the final news item for me. Yeah, we wouldn't Night have had that great commentary on that kitty porn advertisement. That's Well, there was audio, too, with that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Nike updated their world. Okay, so this is the final item. Nike in 1995 updated their world famous swoosh logo, erasing the brand name above the image. Oh. So, like so. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? So, before it would it, it say had, Nike. It had Nike above, above it before. Above oh, the swoosh logo. The word Nike, yeah. In 95, they decided to erase the Nike, and now it's just a it's just a swoosh, and it's been that way since '95. It speaks for itself. Yeah, it doesn't it, it say less? It doesn't yeah. say. Yep. Crossing over oh. to my sports section, but you know, it's fine. Well, saying "say less" is still saying something. So, you know, whoever made that saying sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> The saying "say less" is still saying something. It yeah, it doesn't say "say nothing." It's "say less." <laughs> That's okay. Fair. 
it's still only two words. It makes sense. What's that last image on your screen, Dave? Uh, it's for my next segment. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fashion. It was a disaster. It was a no. It was a faux pas. No, it wasn't. You like you. <laughs> it was a faux pas. <laughs> But thanks for listening anyway. It was a complete fashion nightmare. I feel like this segment would, would have got roasted by Joan Rivers if she got her her hands on it. So thank God she's dead. I don't know if I could live through her. <laughs> Not in 95. Her barbs. In 95, she was alive and well. So, yeah, it was a fashion. Thank you for asking. Hey, sometimes there's fashion do's and there's fashion don'ts. <laughs> Um, this was a don't, but you know what? I, no, I could have. You were like, I could have edited it better. I could have edited it better. You know, it's a you, work in progress. It's just you that w- wasn't confident about it. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been a while. I haven't looked at it in two weeks, so it's, it was. I was a little rusty. Anyway, um, we're gonna move on immediately into the next segment. For thank, so thanks for listening to fashion. We salute you. Keep wearing clothes. Dandin, dandin. Uh. Yeah, sorry. So this is my segment where... No, no, I'm I, next, Brandon. You're last. Oh, my God. This guy just wants to talk. Yeah, talk about a <laughs> faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> We're going immediately into the where are they now segment, of course. And Dan, can you explain what, like who I'm talking about in terms of the where are they now? I always struggle with this. I think it's <laughs> 80s board bills people... Where they were at in 1995. Artists. Artists, yes. Not just people. They're more than people. They're artists. <laughs> right. The artists that we've talked about on the show already uh, last season, Uh huh. what they're doing in 95. So where are they now? Yeah. Now in quotations. We're catching up on what they have been doing uh, since the 80s finished. Now it's the 90s. Sometimes they struggle. Sometimes they thrive. But I have some really great stories here. And a couple of great songs we'll listen to by these artists as well. So, first story. Well, I want to guys. I want to ask you guys a question. How about our good friend Sting? <laughs> How about him? Well, if you're talking '95, um, in in '95, Sting gave evidence in courts against his former accountant Keith Moore, who misappropriated. Six million pounds um, of his money. Moore was jailed for six years. Six pound for six. Uh-huh. More. Sorry. More was jailed years. <laughs> I just wrote this like, shitty joke wrong. More was jailed for six years. One year for each pound he misappropriated. Um, <laughs> Um, but this was also proving that, you know, the concept of law and order, well, he was doing the law part in his band career with the police, Mm -hmm. but now that he's gone solo, he's all about the order. He's going to court. Sting. (laughs) Okay. How about our good friend Sting? (laughs) And that's how about our good friend Sting. I I love the story. I love the joke. Don't love Sting's inclusion in this specific segment though. We've talked about him on 90s board bills. He's kind of, he comes Not up a 95. lot. He's very relevant in the 90s. He's like super relevant in the 90s. This is about <laughs> this is about irrelevance. This is about washed up people. Okay, okay. We want washed up. I got you washed. I want up, some right? washed up. All right. I got I, you. I want Gino. Up. I want to know what Gino's up to in 95. I, I couldn't find any Gino stories this year. I try every year. Okay. Um, 
This guy, he gave us an alternate reality of what kind of music John Lennon would be doing if he had not died. We're talking about Julian Lennon, of course. Son of the rocker. Yes. So what did he what was he doing in 95? Well, uh, in the Beatles anthology series that debuted in 95, the three surviving Beatles confirmed there was never an idea of having Julian sit in for his father as part of the Beatles reunion, with McCartney saying, why would we want to subject him to all of this? (laughs) (laughs) And um, all I'm going to say about that is, hey, rude. (laughs) Kind of rude, right? Or maybe it's actually him like looking out for Julian. I'm not sure. It could be. uh, Yeah, it could go go either way. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, Julian was not involved in any way. Never asked. They never thought to ask. So that's what he was doing in 95 is not doing things. Why didn't they ask Yoko to stand in? (laughs) (laughs) The jam with them? Yeah. They should have. Um, Okay. This is a fun story. During the mega, the mega 80s tournament show, I said that not voting for his cardiac crusher heart to heart um, in the 83 billboard was my biggest regret of the whole tournament. Right? I'm talking about Kenny Loggins here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in 95, it was a pretty big year for him because on Earth Day 95, Kenny Loggins performed at the National Mall in D.C., the nation's capital, bitch, <laughs> before a live audience of 500K. Wow. 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 But more importantly... Kenny's fantastic Wikipedia page profile pick is from this event. <laughs> so we gained a timeless uh, Wikipedia profile pick entry from this 95 event at, hmm. at DC. So I think that's the biggest thing yeah. to take away from that event. Yeah. Because this is timeless. That only happened once, but this is living on for years, this, this profile pick for Kenny. Yeah, interesting era choice. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like a little bit after his like peak, I'd say. He's got a good look in '95. He looks good in '95. Yeah, I like his look. The yeah. gray is starting to come into his beard. It's just good. like yeah, it's just a full goatee. Yeah, full goatee. Got like a diamond stud, I'd say, in in the left ear. And he's a diamond stud. Definitely, he definitely went diamond in terms of sales, record sales. <laughs> Um, immediately after his performance, since he was already at the mall, the National Mall, Kenny went straight to the Eddie Bauer store and had himself a good old-fashioned shopping spree at the National Mall. <laughs> My current winter coat is Eddie Bauer. The National Mall. Good store for outdoorsy types. Sure. I like it. Thank you. All right. Uh, and in, in the interest in the interest of time, my number one personal interest, <laughs> I have only three artists in the song part in the album release portion of Where Are They Now. These are the three most anticipated albums of the year by '80s board bill billboardment artist. Are you ready to hear some great tunes from our '80s honeys? So excited! Hell yeah! Here we go. Well, maybe we should start calling them the Mollusk League with this particular release because on January 23rd, 
we see the release of Octopus by the Human League. Okay. But maybe we should start calling them the Mollusk, the Mollusk League. Because <laughs> it's called Octopus. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. This is a song called Tell Me When by... We could call them the Mollusk League, <laughs> possibly, but they are called the Human League officially. It's a tough okay. thing to say. Mollusk, Mollusk League. I'm not saying it well. It's Mollusk. Hard. It's hard. It's okay. a hard one. This is called Tell Me When by the Human League. Can you hear it? Yep. Yeah. Ooh. What do you think? Pretty Love cool. it. Yeah, pretty cool. It's still well, pretty good. A little 80s, actually. It sounds like a lot of limbs were needed for that, too. Yeah. Definitely. Eight of them. All eight hands on deck. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, <laughs> next album. The Human, I feel like, human uh, Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, oh, that's good, man. Fuck. Yep. Do so we switch segments? <laughs> oh, we can have multiple jokes, like, and it's fun for everybody. Um, so this next one, don't listen to this next album if you have too much fluid in your ear, because on January twenty fourth, Van Halen wants to see you balance. <laughs> the album is balanced by Van Halen. And it's the last to feature Sammy Hagar on lead vokes. Okay. Is balance like somehow like jump adjacent? Like a little bit. Maybe it's know, like we don't need a jump because we have balance or something. Balance. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because like he, that was like I stand up. The lead, that was like the um, David Lee Roth era. I wonder right. if it's, it's some kind of weird dig at jump for some reason. Oh, wow. Yeah. I stand up. I don't fall down. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do. Sammy. Woo! <laughs> Shitty guitar riff. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. He said I, think, I could take the fall. Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, uh, balance. Reference to balance. <laughs> All right. It is a reference to balance. So very strong thematically, that album. Um, and here's the last one in the interest of time. Starting at $16.98, I don't think this next album's title was referring to the average retail price of a compact disc in 1995. Because on August 29th, we see the release of Cheapness and Beauty by Boy George. Huh. Why did I write that joke? Oh, Cheapness. 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 Okay. And 1698, that's a that's a steep price. But Boy George, formerly of Culture Club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Want to hear what he does? Hell yeah. This is the title track, Cheapness and Beauty, acoustic version. Okay. Not bad. It's kind of the classic culture club sound, right? Is it? I don't <laughs> you know. You don't about think so? That, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like Motowny, like kind of like what they were. What, like, are you thinking of Wham? Oh, uh, Wham? <laughs> it sounded more like no, Wham. I mean, it fits into what Culture Club was doing, I thought. Maybe I'm a bigger culture club fan. I know what well, they sound okay. like. Well, okay, I'm thinking yeah. of Karma Chameleon. No, it doesn't sound like that. Doesn't sound like Do you really want to hurt me? It doesn't sound like Okay. Uh, I'll tumble for you. Maybe maybe okay. a, a little no. bit. No. I mean the song Okay, the song does, <laughs> the production doesn't. That's what's Oh no, it yeah, off. production. No. We're oh, okay. we're in the 90s. Yeah, the production doesn't sound like it. But yeah, it does sound like like culture club. Listen, the I listen to the still to one of their albums. I know what their album cuts sound like. They sound exactly like this. All of them, all the album cuts, <laughs> sound like carbon so copies of this every song. song I didn't mention by them that sounds <laughs> yeah, like that. Okay. You wouldn't know the songs that I'm talking about. Yeah, man. Dan, you don't. Come on, you don't know. You're not in the club. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in the club. Yeah, I'm. I'm a VIP member of the Culture Club. Wow. You probably have to like get a guest pass or something. <laughs> to go in to the culture club yeah 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 start my life all right well i'm <laughs> done with that thanks for listening guys um are we Love done it. with the show uh no no, I- no we got brandon segment <laughs> okay dan and dan and my famously successful segment uh in memoriam in borneum where we mourneum the people that we lost while the people borneum this year that are now famous, we celebrate. Why are you saying um so much? Are you nervous? Uh, actually, one t- <laughs> one episode of the podcast that I edited recently, I said um so much and like that I wanted to throw uh, something against the wall. I was it's getting tough. so mad at myself. It's just, I understand. It's, we all do it. We all do Everybody it. does it. Automatic language. It's really frustrating. Um, the, ah, there it is. Uh, so... <laughs> Now I'm like <laughs> thinking about it too much. Yeah, well, there's a pause. It's what else do you do? Yeah. So here is where I elegantly connect the dead with the living. Uh, I haven't looked at this in a couple of hours, so I really don't know that these names, what they are, and how they're connected. Um, so in the year 1995, uh, we lost. We, we lost Howard Cosell, uh, sports announcer, oh. friend of Muhammad really? Ali, uh, portrayed by John Voight in the Michael Mann film, Ali. He famously Cosell anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He Cosell anything. And, yeah. um, you know, one of those things that he did, <laughs> you know, he, he was a sports commentator, which is great because we were given... Uh, Olympic champion Gabby Douglas, Gabby oh. Douglas, uh, gymnast, right? Uh, and and many people have commentated on her sport. Saying at this ex- point, ex- exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So sad we couldn't hear uh, Cassell weigh in though. You're right. Yes, we could not hear. We could not hear that. 
we lost Donald Pleasance. Uh, ah, we, Halloween. Uh, yes, Just Halloween. Just watched him last night in um, Escape from New York. He was he's a prez. And he's a prez in that. We also remember and, we just lost. Uh, and he's in the Great Escape. Oh, is he? Yeah. A- two escapes. He is in. He is the other uh, Blofeld in Bond, where we lost uh, Telly oh, yeah. Savalas. Sa- he was either last year or the year before. That's right. Um, now, Don, I just recently went through the whole Halloween uh, franchise, and he is up. He's in them all up until six, I think. Um, not in three, I don't think. Not in three, not in three. Yeah. So we lost Donald Pleasance. We lost a, a pleasant guy uh, who is, you know, famously in the Halloween franchise and the James Bond franchise, which is a movie that got delayed this year, you know, No Time to Die, which also was delayed this year, Dune, starring... Last year. Last year. Last year, starring Timothy Chalamet, who was born this year in 1995. So that yeah. is my connection uh, from Donald Pleasance to Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> nice. Um, so Jerry Garcia, we lost, who was the uh, guitarist there, there. and singer of uh, The Dead, The Grateful Dead. We lost him, and he is a a was marijuana loving musician. Is that fair to say? Did he love marijuana, or do his people just love it? I don't know, actually. Well, in related to that, I also don't know if Post Malone loves marijuana. I'm assuming he does, uh, but he was born this year, so uh, <laughs> that makes and sense. Though, I yeah, can, if, if ever is like a transference of one soul to the other during this segment, I feel like that happened with this those two people. Jerry lives on in Post to, to Post Malone. <clears throat> They're both pretty chill, also. Yeah, there's something going on. They're both yeah, chill with that. Okay, we also lost, uh, we lost, let's see, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this. We lost Mickey Mantle, you know, Mm. baseball great uh, for the Yankees. Um, He, you know, he was in the movie, (laughs) he was in the movie 61. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but he was number seven, right? Yes. And uh, so we lost, you know, famed baseball player who was kind of a... uh, would you say like a celebrity, right? He was a celebrity. I think so. <laughs> Yankees, uh, New York, yeah. And he famously had a respect. He he had a lot of respect for the dead, which is the complete opposite of Logan Paul, who is a sports person who just boxed and is a celebrity and who does not have a respect for the dead because of the when he made that video when he made fun of the suicide forest in Japan or, or something. Is there is like Mantle on record saying he has, he respects the dead? Famously respects the dead. Okay. Uh, you know huh. that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'm Logan Paul is a name I see thrown around all the time. I know about the boxing stuff, but how did he become famous initially? Just like I think a YouTube like guy, Vine, Vine YouTube. I think yeah, YouTube guy. But like, what what is his deal on YouTube? He just very controversial. Well, I I. I the, the one I remember is when he went, they went to China or Japan. I can't remember where they went. Japan. But they were just really disrespectful of the culture. And there's that famous suicide force. And they had a video of a dead body. And it got, I mean, obviously got taken down. But they were, like, making fun of it and just being disrespectful. And apparently his brother, they're both, I don't know. I don't really know much about it. All I know is that people don't like him now, apparently. 
I think they're both assholes, right? Isn't that the I deal? I think so. I don't know. Logan and Jake. I, I don't. I don't really know. I could have gone with the sports connection if I thought about the boxing thing sooner, but I'm going to stick with the famously loving and respecting dead people uh, angle. But they also <laughs> were sports icons, or are now. So we have uh, Bob Ross, who, uh, you know, painter, you know, famous internet meme. <laughs> um, but, uh, fuck. Oh, he died on 4th of July. Did I'm he really? Right now. I'm looking at that right now, yeah. 4th of July, Yeah, D- Dave is doing a live fact check of a Brandon segment. <laughs> yeah, that's what... <laughs> Well, make sure it's uh, <laughs> all accurate. You know, one thing that people don't know about Bob Ross is that he was a wet-ass painter because oh. Megan the Stallion <laughs> was born uh, <laughs> this year. <laughs> a wap, a wap in his own way. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Maybe of all the ones you've done. <laughs> Uh, and then, because he, um, well, he his he he painted a lot of like landscapes and yeah, bodies yeah. of water and wet ass painter. Yeah, uh, we lost uh, Dean Martin, who was a you know res- a singer, respected to the dead, respected to the dead. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and is famously part of like a celebrity posse, right? You yeah, know, the, like the rap, the rap pack. pack, right? Uh, also was born uh, the, a Kendall Jenner, who is a famous, you know, celebrity uh, posse. Um, Her family? Family, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that counts. Yeah, that's good. Different, then, kind, different kind of rat pack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, Selena. We lost Selena. Oh, yeah. Um, ah, Selena. You know, famously uh, murdered by J-Lo so she could take over her career. But, you know, <laughs> Selena is just a, uh, <laughs> Selena is just a, you know, a pop star who we love, the musician that we love, and uh, great fashion, and also born this year as Poppy. Selena is- Gomez. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. no. Uh, oh. Uh, Poppy, who is a musician we love, a pop star love, and great fashion. Similar love. True. Similar love, similar look. <laughs> similar look, yeah. Uh, and that's Poppy. it. That's that's uh, that's the inbornium in memoriam section. Thank you. <laughs> always a always a tightrope. Speaking of balance, of uh, making that segment go well. I love it. It makes it exciting. Better than Dave's. <laughs> <laughs> it was Damn. worth it for a wet ass painter. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dave, I love your segment. I love the fa- the fashion is, is critical to this show. The fashion yeah. segment is crucial to this show. It's like the whole it's that yeah. and the celebrity gossipers is the core it of has what to we happen. Want. Dan yeah. and Dan. All right, well that was Dan and Bravo. It's Dan and Bravo. Thank you for listening to our educational programming. Now you've learned everything you need to know about 95. Everything you need to know about 95 is everything. in this episode. It's, it's been, been said. said. Yeah. Second half of the uh, season has begun. Yep. En- enjoy. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to it. All right. I'm presenter Brandon. Enjoy the rest of the season. Bye. <laughs> presenter Danny here. Presenter number two, Danden Bravo. Bye. Hey, uh, Dave Cologne, presenter number three. 
I just want to officially welcome you guys to this part of the season, the second half. Um, but it's your, it's your first official um, welcome. So thank you and welcome. Bye. And you're welcome. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Danden Brave Presents. If you like the kind of thing you heard today, why not please rate and review us on iTunes? You can follow us on Twitter at Danden Brave and on Instagram at Danden Brave Presents. God bless you all. And may forgotten podcaster Danden Brave live on forever in our ears.